Anybody do a horse noise? <laughs> no, I meant like the clip. Hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Inglorious Bastards Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how we have 99 problems, but a push ain't one. <laughs> My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Matt Polly, Brad Polly, Gift Reed. Hello, hello. And uh, together we're the Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> Okay, two, two things. things. That, One, that, that was awesome. Second of all, that was the worst horse noise I've ever heard from anybody. God, was, you need to work was, on your winning. I was thinking more of the clippity clop portion <laughs> yeah. of a horse, but, uh, you know, I'll take, uh, I'll you, take being really you bad. You do at that. you. Uh, Get Freed's back. Michael, that's the funniest Look, thing back. I've ever heard all that's, day. You're welcome. That's pretty good. Um, God, I laughed all day last Thursday after the podcast came out, and it was called Pastor's Putch on Facebook. Yeah. It kept getting notifications. I was just, I was dying. Yeah, when people started talking about serious things, I, th- I thought, uh, maybe <laughs> I was, not appropriate. I was literally sad when you changed yeah. it. I was like, damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> announcements. Uh, well, Gifried is here. Um, Hello. Gifford? Short for Gifford? Not really. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, really, not, not I even mean, a little bit. My mom's main name was Gifford. Really? It was. That's why my nickname is Gif. Oh. Nice. But that's it's no legal part of my name. Oh. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. No, I definitely didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, well, what's what your I'm, real name? George Reed the Fourth. Oh. That's huh. why Quincy, my oldest, yeah. George Reed the Fifth. Oh. And when he has a son and of his own free choice, <laughs> chooses to name him. <laughs> I've already started in programming him that he's going to have the nickname of Sexy. Because <laughs> he'll be the sixth. <laughs> he doesn't get it now at five right, years old. He will one day. He'll he will one day and he'll be That's like, funny. I'm not here for this. Um, <laughs> announcements. Uh, we are giving away Derek Webb's new album. Webb's. Derek Webb's. <laughs> Welbs. Derek Webb's new album, Fingers Crossed, uh, on Twitter. So if you'd like to be entered into that drawing, we're giving away the vinyl. Um, go to twitter.com slash pastors podcast. I don't buy a lot of new music on vinyl. I generally lean more towards like classic rock or whatever so yeah. old, older stuff. I'll be getting this one on vinyl. Yeah, I've already pre-ordered <laughs> it. Um, and then we've ordered, we're have ordered. we going to pre-order yeah. one for somebody who wins this this, uh, yep. this drawing. Yes. So, uh, yeah, go to twitter.com slash pastors podcast to uh, enter for to get Derek Webb's amazing album, Fingers yep. Crossed. We're going to get into that later. Yes. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Hey, for Michael those of you, again. those of you here for are here for um, the Derek Webb, um, uh, you really the, can't the, say Webb. The Derek Webb <laughs> interview. I can't speak, man. Um, the Derek Webb interview. It's, it's just fast it's forward four like letters. Like minutes. how far? It's not even really four letters. It's like three <laughs> it's not simple. Like he's Greek, and it's man. like skittish veely or something. Like <laughs> it's really not hard. It's Webb. Derek Webb. <laughs> Webb. <God>. All right. <laughs> um, we got a voicemail episode coming up. Uh, for our 90th episode, we'll be doing an Ask a Pastor's episode. Do we episode. have any? We have at one, at least one question <laughs> on voicemail. We have, we have ones of questions. Coming down to the question. And here's here's the thing about the question that we've got. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's directed at only one of us. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> well. It's like, I don't know if this is going to fit for the other guys, but here's a question for you. How do you feel about... No, yeah. So go, call 484-PASTORED. Uh, um, yes, that's 484-727-8373. And let us know your name, because the guy who left a voicemail didn't say his name. <laughs> so have no idea who it is. So let us know your name. Ask us a question. 
484 Pastored. Um, check it out. And we will be recording the 100th episode uh, in Bloomington, Indiana. You are invited January 6, 2018, facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast for more details and to RSVP. It's going to be at, um, at Gif- Gifford Reed's uh, <laughs> church. It is. Yeah. I'm a hard maybe. Yes, he is a hard maybe. You didn't come last time, I don't think. I know. I, there was, I think there was some reason. It was on a Saturday you did, night. You and did I probably had to there. do something the next morning. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> well, uh, so a bunch of people from all over the country are coming. So get your shit together. Yeah, check it get out here. Are we um, bleeping that word out? Just because. No, okay. why not? We, I enjoy um, the bleep button. The bleep is more yet. of a joke than an it actual. Because yes. we're going to say a curse word later. Yeah, absolutely. So don't don't even get tripped about it. I mean, usually we just bleep the word. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mountain. Yeah. All right. Well, city. <laughs> you. <laughs> I haven't done this for a while. Hey, hey, what <laughs> Whatever episode you did that on was hilarious. What are you drinking now? <laughs> there it is. That's a little bit better. That was better than the Winnie, I will say. Uh, okay. What do we drink? Well, we drank something. What, what was the first thing? Yodo, Yoda con leche. <laughs> it's Yodo con it's leche. Real bits of Yoda in it. <laughs> yes. Real bits of Jedi. <laughs> Y-O-D-A, Yoda. It's from... Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Five Rabbit Cerveza. <laughs> God, sorry. I wish... See, I know. I, it was fine when we had it. It's our fault. Here's the closest I can get to a horse. <laughs> Not even That's close. not a horse, Michael. Well, that's a, that's it's an a actual man, person. It's a man on a horse. <laughs> anyway. Maybe. What are we drinking? I don't even care anymore. Like, yo, yo, <laughs> it's from second closest I can get to a horse. <laughs> a that's a pig, pig, Michael. I know. Stop pushing buttons. Pretty close. It's, Please a, it's a barnyard animal. Stop Please pushing buttons. Stop. I'm going to look for the horse. No, not get, a horse. Talk about what you're talking about. Uh, I'll from worry about Five me. Rabbit Cerveceria in... Uh, it means brewery. Yes. Beer- uh, where was this? <laughs> Illinois? Somewhere in Illinois. Is that a brewery? <laughs> it's a brewery. Uh, this is called Yodo Con Leche. It is Imperial... Hey, what's it called? You. It's called. Uh, it, it is an imperial porter brewed with milk caramel, whatever milk caramel is, and uh, Costa Rican coffee. See, it's weird because Yoda was not it was. associated with the empire. So Yoda, Michael. So it shouldn't be an imperial stout because Yoda's the light side. Hmm. Yoda, you only die once. All right. Um, <laughs> That's also true. It is yep. true. Uh, Unless you're Hindu it, or Christian, <laughs> you believe in. Yeah. No. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so it's really good. Uh, that was unless a, you're Jesus. That was a very nice, a very very nice uh, imperial stout or imperial porter. Mm. Very good. Yep. Very chocolatey. Uh, very coffee. Very nice. Yep. Uh, we are also now partaking in from Mad. This is from Ryan Barba Wire, one of our uh, turds. <laughs> Ryan Barba. Uh, Barba Wire. Burba. The movie with bar, Pam Anderson. Bar, 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 b
proper session ale. That was that was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you're on a roll tonight. Yeah, I, I mean, outside of not being able to speak real English, you're doing well, all right. You know, I try. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's what we're drinking. What's what's next, choke. Michael? What's next? Try to walk away and I stumble. There's no Macy Gray rule on this podcast. There it's really true. should be. There I really should be. You are not near. Um. Yeah. So he can do that, but he can't speak like <laughs> I know, right? English. This round is on the Pastors Pub. If you'd like to buy us around, go to Patreon.com <laughs> slash Pastors Podcast. Some Christian lyric for some shitty Christian. Well, that wasn't that was Christian. No, I know, but seriously, the basic English eludes him. Yes. Uh, if you'd like to buy us around, go to Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. We offer exclusive episodes of Pub Crawl, Turd Talk, and Hymns of Reconstruction. At any level, you can access the Pastors Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just recently had a hour and a half long episode of uh, the Pub Crawl where we discussed track by track Derek Webb's albums. Finger crossed. Yep. That's for you listeners. Listen yeah. to it today. Um, it was good. Yeah. There I'm pretty go. sure there's, there's an endorsement. Even though you forgot our conversation. In Jordan, Did I? Endorsed I thought by I mentioned it. Well, you started to mention it, and then someone interrupted <laughs> oh, you. Oh, big shot right. there. What was the conversation? Oh, what was the conversation? No, screw you. No, you don't no, get to hear people it. People here nope. want no, to hear No, it's fine. It. We're, we're going to move we're on. We're having yeah. Derek Webb's conversation. Gif, gif, say. Say what you got to say. Well, what if he listens? No. <laughs> uh, no, essentially, I think our conversation was, and this is obviously all of us from relative distance, was essentially... I'm listening to the album, picking up themes, yeah, theological yeah. themes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and feeling like, boy, as somebody who've watched and followed his career, yeah. and as an Enneagram 5, oh, read all the blogs <laughs> <laughs> that I can find about his life and career, it feels like he, uh, this album is an expression of a, a pain that his theology yes. couldn't handle. Yes which led to some potentially pretty, well, some actually pretty dark things, which then led to actually wrestling with the theology, yep. which led back around to, yep. oh, my theology can't handle this pain. Yeah. What if, yeah. Yep. And then on and on we go. Yeah. There's yeah. plenty more to say about that, but. Yeah. And you'll get it, we'll get into the, uh, he, he gets into quite a bit of that actually on yeah. the interview coming up. So yeah, for sure. Check it out. Yep. Um, yeah, but if you'd like to get in the pub crawl, I'm pretty sure we have at least one person who joined uh, the, our Patreon just to listen to that. Nice. At least because they haven't joined anything else. They haven't huh. gotten in the pub. Interesting. They, uh, yeah, they didn't even follow us on Twitter. <laughs> I just know that they liked the, the update we did about the, the, the Derek Webb coverage. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, they're following us on Twitter now, so it's cool. <laughs> Um, Good call. It's not a full ghosting. It won't, yeah. it won't, you won't be massively disappointed at all. Uh, uh, things discussed in the pub this week. Uh, usually I try to, to get some hot topics in this section, but there are really only two things I want to talk about. Um, number one, Lucas Allen covered Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good. Mm. It's good. It's too bad we're not going to have him on the podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I Every, it everybody's great. got their breaking point, and Taylor Swift is mine. So, and then I definitely want to cover this. Um, uh, change a movie title uh, to include the word. Oh, uh, this is just <laughs> to include the word "putch." Oh yes. my gosh! This is just from, from last week. Um, there were a lot of really good. Ones. We didn't know what "putch" meant. We looked it up. Things happened. Things still, got out of hand. Still not really sure. What Things really is. fell off the rails. But um, shocking. 
I once I told someone like, in a sermon to kick rocks, yeah. which if you look that up on Urban Dictionary, uh, isn't all that far off from no. the current discussion. Yeah. So... Uh, here are the, the, the top um, <laughs> movie titles with the word putch in them. I'm in, I'm in the thread right now. Uh, Putchback Mountain. I got a list. I got a list. You can add anything that I, I missed. Okay. Putchback Mountain. <laughs> that, that was a pretty dang good one. Putch the Magic Dragon. <laughs> there will be Putch. <laughs> putch in Boots. Putches nope. of Madison County. Do we have no country for old Putch? <laughs> That is no putch for old men. No, it's no country for old putch. Uh, we've got uh, grumpy old putch, <laughs> fever putch, putch drunk love, putch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Robin Williams vehicle, putch Adams, uh, octoputchy. That was mine. I think I, I did it with the James Bond series. <laughs> Big trouble in little putch. <laughs> Men in Putch, one, two, and three. <laughs> Dead Putch's Society. That one came up like four times. Oh. Um, no Putch for Old Men. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Putches. <laughs> we have. Uh, James, have but... Wait, wait. I got okay. two more. James, right. and, the James and the Giant Putch. <laughs> and then, by the way, it was my favorite of any of them. I don't know. And number one it. for my list is uh, The Passion of the Putch. <laughs> uh, we also had. Um, we also had Crouching Putch, Hidden Dragon, <laughs> and then I had Crouching Tiger, Hidden Putch. It kind of works either way on that. I still think James and the Giant Putch we is had, my We had uh, Putch NATO. Oh, God. 2000, right. 2001, 2001 A Space Putch. Oh. All right, moving on. Putching Miss Daisy. Indiana right. Jones in the Temple of Putch. See, this is what you're missing All by right. not being in the yeah, pub, people. Patreon.com. Saving Private Putch. Planet of the Putch. <laughs> that's, see, that's what happens when you die. You go to Mormon heaven. It's a planet full of putch. Wait, what? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Never mind. No, just uh, move on. Just move on. I do. Yeah. You're probably best that we move on. <laughs> move on. Okay. <laughs> Hit the button, Michael. Don't you want to be, want to be a fat pastor? Sure, my kids got saying, into the over, <laughs> over the packages. Somebody has just ransacked these. Uh, how many are missing? Like six or seven of them. Three. Uh, That's my kids in the Half a sleeve, anyway. Yeah. All right. Oh, those Maybe. smell just like uh, fruity pebbles. Yep, they do. Yep. Oh, so, yeah. I'll love them if you want them. Well, how are we rating these? Uh, these are, the, mis- the, these are the mystery, mystery Oreos. Flavor? The new mystery Oreos in the white package. Guess the flavor for a chance of fifty. I'm gonna $50, go ahead and guess fruity pebbles. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly yeah, what it, they smell. Yeah, like. that's exactly what it is. All right, what are we rating these? I don't know. Brad's doing a spit take. Those are not uh, that great. They're not a great combination. Yeah, it's like mixing uh, cocoa pebbles and fruity pebbles together. Yeah, I don't. Oh. Mm. <laughs> That is awful. Yeah. It's like a, doc, oh a dark, cho- a chocolate-covered cherry. Oh. But worse, mm. but like but way really worse. Fake. Like, oh, like the kind bad. you get at your grandfather's grandparents' house that have clearly been there for years. Yes. yes. Yeah. 
I give those a one, whatever. God, oh, that, I could not, I couldn't oh. get past about two chews of that. Yeah. I just spit it into the trash can. That yeah, is those are bad. really, really bad. Yeah, those, those, are, one. Those, those are a one, those whatever. Those should have remained a mystery. <laughs> well, I think the reason it's a mystery is because Fruity Pebbles didn't want to put their name on it. Yeah, you're probably <laughs> right. Yeah. No, oh, those, man, those are bad. Really off putting. I those thought those are, would be pretty good. Those are those yeah, are not those are, those are not those great. Are bad news bears. Mm-hmm. All right, one's well. a, one's all the way around. All right. I think that's the first time yeah. we've ever had. No, they can not go the back to the time. kids. They don't know because we had Vegemite that one time. Then whatever Ooh, the hell, uh, yeah, whatever hell those what was those one things I could salty. Even, I smelled and gagged. Like gagging. Oh, into the that was those uh, Japanese. Yeah, they were super. salted plum dry heaving into the sink. Yeah, God, those were really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were bad. Those were bad. All right, here we go. Ready? Yep. Still hate that. Yeah. Man. Oh boy. All right, you ready? Yeah, oh, I got one. Well, I've got well, everybody so. can go. I mean, all right, I'll go. Go ahead. Man you nearly dies. A, stolen. Man nearly dies after fish jumps in throat. Oh, I heard this. Yeah, I will say after reading youth the, group stunt. After well, no, after reading the <laughs> sounds like it would be though, right? Fish in a blender. After reading the story, it, it's a little bit misleading. Okay, so if you want to save this fish tonight, when I <laughs> come up here and unplug this blender, <laughs> otherwise I, he's gonna meet the maker. When I. <laughs> read the the headline i was like would oh you, so i was assuming this guy's fishing or he's in a boat fish jumps out of the water into his throat would you say would you say the headline's a little fishy hey! no <laughs> i you. wouldn't um so the even the story it claims the 14 centimeter long fish which you know not huge but that'll that'll clog a wind pipe pretty quick <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't take a whole lot. Uh, <coughs> jumped down his throat and stopped him breathing. The 28-year-old angler went into cardiac arrest yeah. after the Dover Soul. This is a Brit- British man. Um, British man. Which he had just caught, jumped into his mouth on Boscombe Pier in Dorset on 5 October. 5 uh, October. Joking with friends, he had put the fish over his mouth. Kind of yeah. like he was going to eat it. But it wriggled oh. free and jumped in, blocking his throat completely. It fell in. Kind of. Yeah. yeah I mean, so jump. It's not like he had his mouth open and jumped out of the water right. into his face. That's what I'm saying. Like, a little bit misleading. However, paramedics arrived within minutes to find the man man's friends giving him CPR after he had collapsed and stopped breathing. We were told he had a whole fish stuck in his windpipe, said Martin Box from Southwestern Ambulance Service. Excuse me. The paramedics. Sorry. <laughs> that was audible. That, uh, mystery Oreo is backing up on me. The paramedics managed to restore his pulse after discovering his heart had stopped. Uh, but despite his artificial ventilation, could not get any oxygen into his lungs. Finally, this paramedic is able to grab the very tip of the tail, reach down this guy's throat, grab the very tip of the tail. And the guy was like, had the tail broken off at Just all? Just the tip? He's dead. Mm-hmm. And he was able to wiggle it out of the guy's uh, throat. Because it, it had, like, breathing. spines on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he said it had spines on. The fish had spines. So it was really hard to, like, get it out of the guy's throat. But that felt great. I have, can't even imagine. Have I ever told the story about the time I tried to do the goldfish <clears throat> trick? 
Mm, I've heard it, but I don't know if you've done it on so, this. Um, I, I once, if I have, it's been long enough to me for me not to remember. I once drank a gallon of water uh, and then swallowed a live goldfish. Ooh, did you puke? Uh, that was the idea for me to pick, you know, puke up the live goldfish, you know, to, 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 to swallow it. you? Then, Why would anybody <laughs> do that? It was a youth group thing. No, it was it was a jackass thing. Oh, um, God. David so Blaine. I did that. Uh, Say and what? <laughs> what? David Blaine does that, right? Does no, it was it was Steve-O, I believe. <laughs> He's probably frozen Same in a block difference. of ice yeah. when he did <laughs> it. Um, yeah, so I did I did that, and uh, I did not throw up a goldfish. I did throw up hot dogs I had eaten two <laughs> weeks earlier. <laughs> Hadn't had hot dogs in weeks. <laughs> threw up hot dogs. I feel like that's impossible. It's a that, magic trick that... Uh, <laughs> only you can do? No one can explain. <laughs> it's an illusion. Did you ever see the fish again? Um, no. <laughs> uh, it may still be living in there. Yeah. Well, given how you don't digest things, apparently. I am the human fishbowl. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. You're, you're a human something. For oh. sure. Uh, Okay, so I got one more. Uh, start your day off with a hot cup of buffalo wing coffee. I saw that. Nope. <laughs> Tim Hortons, which, by the way, all the Canadian, except now there's some in Indiana. Fort Tim Wayne Hortons. has at least three of them. What's a Tim Hortons? It's, it's, like, a, it's coffee and donuts, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like a Canadian institution. Like, okay. So it's a Dunkin' Donuts in Canada. Pretty much. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, Canadian Dunkin' Donuts. So... Uh, <laughs> They have it's called Buffalo Wing Coffee. That's a it's a Mm-mm. seasonal, I guess. A buffalo latte made will. of espresso, <laughs> mocha, and yeah. buffalo wing sauce. Nope, nope. Topped with steamed milk, sprinkled with zesty buffalo seasoning. Nope. What is buffalo seasoning? That's just oh, like pepper, here you go. Right? The nauseating Peppers. flavor no. is only available in two locations in Buffalo, New York. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, it's wah, worth wah. noting that this is the first time the company experimented with buffalo flavored treats. They previously released a <laughs> buffalo wing donut in twenty four. We're just we're just now out the of do- ide- we're just I, out I of can ideas see the now. Like the donut just, I get. The donut I think could be okay. Yeah. No. Well, the maple but, bacon is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think no, maple I, bacon is not no, buffalo, no, 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 no. Michael. I, I think, know, but the sweet and savory yes. mix. I think I think you could. I would try that. It's like yeah. and I don't think you could possibly get me to try a buffalo wing coffee. No, no, I would not do that. No, no. And I like. I respect coffee way too much to be doing that. I respect buffalo wings way too much to do that. So yeah, uh, get it, get it while it's hot. I guess. I am so hot. Good job, thanks. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, Who's next? Yeah. Angry husband fills wife's car with concrete. Oh! <laughs> after she changed her surname for a supermarket promotion. What did she name herself? And what did she get for the promotion? The man claimed that he and his <laughs> wife... A new we car. need to see if this is valid or not. The man claimed that he and his wife had been going through a rough patch. <laughs> you think? And that the name change was the final straw. An angry husband filled his wife's car with concrete after she reportedly changed her surname to win a supermarket promotion. The man claimed he and his wife had been going through a rough patch in their marriage and that their name change was the final straw for him. An eyewitness with a smartphone caught the bizarre incident Incident on camera bizarre. in bar, Barzar. Barzar. Werb. An eyewitness with a smartphone caught the Werb bizarre incident on camera in Russia's second biggest city, St. Petersburg. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So Russian, Russian man. man. Yeah. Just this, the man. Russian available man. everywhere. The man whose name was not been revealed, I'm assuming it's Ivan, is seen, <laughs> or Vladimir. Is seen directing a concrete mixing lorry as it backs up next to the car and then positions the chute through the car's open driver's window. You want to know why you'd never get away with this in America? 
Because a concrete company would never do it. No. Because they would get the shit yeah. suit out He of then them. gives the order for the lorry's load of cement to be poured Unless into the car. Unless you own the, con- the concrete. Filling the car up to the level of the windows. Jeez. The final straw. Uh, so she had changed her name, um, changed her last name from his surname to the name of a supermarket, ironically called Vinny, which means loyal. <laughs> <laughs> So wow. the supermarket chain had promised to pay fifty thousand. Really crazy supermarket chain had promised to pay fifty thousand rubles, which I'm. It's probably like five bucks <laughs> per month. It's five dollars in a can of chunky soup. Per, <laughs> it's a loaf of bread and a bottle of vodka <laughs> per month. Any customers prepared to legally change their surname to that of their brand? Uh, she had recently reported admitting to her husband that she had not been loyal to him, prompting the husband into wanting his revenge. So she cheated on him. I'm guessing this had less to do with the name change yeah. and more to do with mm. the fact she's boning some other Russian guy. Yeah. Probably named Ivan. Or Vladimir. Um, or Vladimir. <laughs> um, or Alexi. Anyway. Alexa. Yeah. He came up. play Derek Webb's Fingers Crossed. He came up with the idea of filling her car with concrete because he knew how much she loved the car, keeping it spotless inside and out. Didn't we have a story a few months ago of Alexa where the kid asked yeah. Alexa yeah. a question and it starts going through porn stuff? Yeah. yeah. And that's the yeah. that's almost like, happened at my the house. Oh, like, has it really? <laughs> the parents are, you can hear them going, Alexa, no. Yeah, Giff has three young children, so. Uh, they yeah. love to talk to Alexa. And it's sure not uncommon. Do. Why do you think I don't have one of them? They've learned the word. They've learned the word explicit <laughs> so when when it's like now playing you know whoever <laughs> explicit content like, uh, 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 no no alexa stop 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 it's <laughs> not appropriate now playing us. guar <laughs> hey alexa can you look up parmesan cheese <laughs> <laughs> anyway so I mean, it shouldn't be hard to convict the guy there's a lot of concrete evidence <laughs> oh. <laughs> God, that's terrible. Wow. You're, you're, you are now the Michael of this podcast. Hey, uh, well, you're talking about the... Everybody's going to aspire to something, right? The rare uh, flavor. Yeah. Uh, Tim Hortons. Did you guys hear about the... Um, I'm not done. I, I have another care. one. Nobody cares. Well, the anyway, Rick and Morty ahead. sauce. Dang it. Oh, so the Szechuan sauce? Never mind. I'm going to be quiet then. All okay. right. <sighs> this is a good story. Uh, goodnewsnetwork.org.edu.gov. Uh, Texas inmates pool funds to donate $53,000 for Hurricane Harvey relief. Wow. Mm-hmm. Was it all in cigarettes? <laughs> Sorry. Cigarettes and hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> See, Way to you make started a good story I, bad. Yeah. I, was, wow. I was a bad person. You were somehow worse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know what my identity on this podcast is, so I just kind of spray it everywhere, <laughs> hoping to hit something. Some people might just write off these 6,600 inmates wow. as criminals, but they're still trying to help their hurting home state of Texas. Convicts from several <laughs> cigarettes and handjobs. If you'd like to eat this up on social media, this up with the hashtag, hashtag cigarettes and handjobs. Yeah, I've already got it on my list. That is I not going to be the winner. It absolutely I is. I am not doing that to Derek Webb. Convicts from several jails and rehabilitation centers across Texas collectively donated $53,000 of their commissary funds wow, that's nuts. to the American Red Cross. Um, there's, these commissary funds are small allowances given to buy hygiene products and toiletries and jail, stuff like that. So uh, the average prisoner donated roughly $8 of their commissary funds to hurricane relief. Others... <laughs> Other inmates donated hundreds of dollars. So Man, that's uh, that's pretty cool. They were requesting um, uh, Texas Department of Criminal Justice spokesman Jason Clark told Dallas News, uh, "They're on your where side. News comes first. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that they were requesting to donate money. It's just something they chose to do. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. Very cool. Yeah, very neat. I like that. We need to make now our now our prisoners are even better than Donald Trump. Well, <laughs> again, that's a pretty goddamn Jeez. low bar. Yeah, so let's, let's let that sink in. Yeah, I mean, I really let that sink in. Well, hopefully he wears an orange jumpsuit. Or I want somebody uh, on the internet to happen. send me a list of all the the like news channel hash like taglines. So like they're on your side. Where news comes, comes first. first. <laughs> like I want somebody to, to send me a list of this. Make it happen, people. All right. Are you done? Yeah. yeah, I'm done. Go ahead. All right. Woman trades packet of McDonald's Szechuan sauce for car. Okay, I don't know what's. I, yeah, I okay, don't. I, I don't, didn't follow this very so closely. The subtitle is "Sorry, Donald Trump. This woman really knows the art of the deal." <laughs> yeah. So I Rick, didn't say it. Rick and Morty. There. Yeah. Uh, it's a TV show. Yeah. Cartoon yeah. Network. Yeah. Super solid. You should definitely check it out. Okay. Um, they. One of the the creators of the show is obsessed with this sauce that came out. For at McDonald's for a small amount of time, for, I think for the movie Mulan. Right, right. Um, God, that was forever, like ago. forever ago, forever ago, and has been talking about it nonstop on the, on the show, everything like that. Um, and I don't know, about six months ago, uh, McDonald's made him two large jugs of the sauce, um, just for his personal use. Um, so he got that, and then they they just I mean you can yeah. talk about what they so then they they had this limited release. I had students in some uh, meetings with me last week talking about how they went to McDonald's and waited in line to try and get a, a packet of this Szechuan yeah. sauce. Just a Cause packet. Because e- each store, like in this story, this woman gets up, drives an hour and a half, waits in line because this store only had 20 packets. And we're talking like chicken yeah, nugget yeah, right. packets. Yeah, like a small. Of this sauce. And she got one. And then somebody came up and offered um, to trade... <laughs> The packet of Szechuan sauce for a 2000 Volkswagen Golf MK4. Just, like, I just, just push the nuke button. I, I, like, okay, we're like, f- it's, I'm really it, he drove this. the car to make sure it ran. Can you not go oh. to? Can you not go to a Chinese place and just get Szechuan? Not McDonald's. No. And Szechuan. dip your nuggets in the Szechuan. It's probably I, better. I, I love I, when you dip your nuggets in things. <laughs> He's not getting a better shot for that. Nope. <laughs> nope. Come on, come on. Nope, nope not for that. Oh. I. I'm really torn on this kind of stuff. Like my first, my first instinct is just to shit all over this and call them idiots, which there's probably some truth to that. But I do find this kind of thing fascinating, culturally speaking. How these kinds of things, weird, random things, take over. But like they were, right. like people were going like ape shit at McDonald's well, over this. Like, right, yeah. like, no, but think about like how, what happened with the Pokemon Go thing for about two weeks. God, it was like yeah, everywhere. Was everywhere. Cultural, so people almost get hit by cars. I mean, yeah. seriously, like people. I, mean, I was driving. Bodies. I was driving my eleven-year-old around town when that came out. Yeah. Like, just look. We walked around town. Drove. I was around driving town. myself around town. All right, well, I'm not shocked. So um, the end of this was Marie's friend who also got the sauce wasn't so lucky. She says she pounded through the sauce before discovering people were offering as much as $300 for it. Whoops. Wow. And see, that's where I, I just... hope it was good sauce. I know. I just don't understand. Like, and you're still going to get cancer from the nuggets. And so that's, where I really, that's where I'm just <laughs> really real torn chicken. because <laughs> I think it's dumb, but I also find it really fascinating when that kind of weird stuff takes over. Now we just need him to bring back the... the it's as if we don't nuggets. have more important pressing matters to well, give our we attention do, to. Well, and we do, but maybe that's the beauty of something like it this. It takes our attention away from it. For three seconds, you don't have to think about... Trump being a dick, or yeah. do you guys remember whatever dark, dark meat nuggets at McDonald's? Uh, yeah, wow. they were pretty bad. Yeah, although I'm convinced you know it's bad when McDonald's nuggets create 
Nugget rejects <laughs> and then yeah. sell them. Yeah. That's good. I'm pretty convinced, though, that like the nuggets that we had as kids, you know, they weren't all white meat or whatever. Mm-hmm. I am convinced that there were the exact same nuggets that we're eating they today. They bleached they them. bleached them white. I yep. bet you, I would bet anything they put some sort of white dye yep. in the same this shitty, cows made out possibly of all actually bleached. Bleached. You know, they, they want to put out this Szechuan sauce, but we can't get goddamn hot mustard anymore. What? Seriously? <laughs> I, it's the best I, sauce they have, and they got rid I'm of serious, it. Since they got rid of it, however many years I ago, I have not eaten nuggets. At I have, I've had the hobbit your ranch and it's okay no, but it's, it's not. not hot mustard no i'm it's uh, I know. sergeant peppers down here has hot mustard it's pretty good oh it's we not. do have a really good chicken place yeah, yeah. We do. sergeant peppers chicken every is time you have to pay ten dollars like three pieces yeah, of chicken it's pretty expensive. every time i drive by that with my wife since we've been married i say hey you want to stop and get some chicken and every time she said no have you ever had it it's no really, i haven't because she said no. Well, oh okay gosh. so next time gifts on the podcast we need to get some yeah, it. it's, it'll be on the podcast it's really good it's it's definitely worth your time gifts been neglected by his wife so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get the the h&r sauce h&r sauce is legit with it mm-hmm. it's uh ranch blue cheese and hot sauce oh my god yeah that's pretty awesome it is great All right. moving on uh, mm-hmm. oh yeah it's my turn yep um so uh, i i had probably like 40 different um <laughs> ones news <laughs> items can we um, just do two please? no we're only gonna do a few no um, let's do two no i got some announcements uh arby's is bringing back venison sandwiches <laughs> i thought, almost said you thought you said slurpees oh we talked about this like locally I know, like I think a year ago right? i think they're bringing them uh again so Didn't we have this on a news feed? We have had it on... Okay, we need to get these for the podcast. Yeah, them. I would eat the crap well, out of Arby's is literally two minutes down the road. Yeah. So. They're also serving elk steak sandwiches at three restaurants oh. in Colorado, Wyoming, and Montana. Elk is delicious. I've I had elk. that. Yeah. I've had venison, too, but I've not had venison. from Arby's. I've not had elk, either. They have the venison. I'd eat a buffalo October right 21st. It's pretty soon. October 21st. That's literally, <laughs> literally <laughs> next week, next Michael. Week. Sweet. No, that's, that's Friday. Saturday. Saturday? That's Saturday. That's Saturday. What, what year is it? What day is this? Uh, another announcement. Supermarket Sweep is coming back. <gasps> oh, no way. You guys watch that show? I love that, that show. Yeah, uh, I would love to do that now. As an adult, I can fully appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Groceries ain't cheap. I would love to do that. I've always wanted to just run down aisles and just rake my arm (laughs) into a cart. Limit uh, of six. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Is that what it is? Limit of six on there? Well, there was a limit of different things based on things. Like you could only eat so much toilet paper. Yeah, or Uh, hams or whatever. Like, yeah. Oh, I was thinking of hams the beer. No, no, the limit on that is zero because it's freaking disgusting. Yeah. I just go straight (laughs) to the alcohol aisle. All right. Um, Why do you have 20 bottles of Smirnoff? (laughs) No. No, I need to run my car on something. Okay. Um, So the next ones are Halloween uh, themed, I want to do. So a creationist, Kim Ken Ham, uh, wants to make sure kids have the crappiest Uh, Halloween ever. We did this story last year. Um, Did we? we Yes, I did it. Uh, So he He did the same thing last year. Uh, trying to a bad person. see his Halloween as a fantastic opportunity to share the sa- uh, saving gospel with your friends and neighbors. Mm. It's tracks Wait, of dinosaurs. Saving gospel. There, I put it all in quotes for you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so they they're selling uh, Halloween learn and share kits, which include religious pamphlets as well as fake money with Bible messages with dinosaurs on them. Yeah, they're like million dollar bills with a dinosaur. Oh, I know, I've seen them. It's just I not those specifically. Yeah, one million dollars. I may or may not have picked a few of those up off the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Takes them into Target and thought, "Will these spin?" Yes, I finally won. (laughs) Um, Okay, Uh, the next one is uh, 
Ghost caught on camera at famed uh, Stanley Hotel in Colorado. Um, so a photograph was taken in Colorado Hotel uh, that helped inspire Stephen King's best-selling best novel, The Shining. It's a uh, great novel. Man, which, that's good. Uh, where I guess They made a book out of that? <laughs> shows did. what appears to be two ghosts. So there's two <laughs> ghosts in this photo you can see, and I will turn it around for you guys to see. Um, there's one on the staircase going up and one on the staircase going down. Or it's just a double exposure. Wow. No, it's digital. It's a digital that's photograph. That's pretty clear. That yeah, can't that, that's, I've seen better ghost well, pictures yeah, than that. But ghost pictures aren't supposed to be super clear. Does all work and no play make Mikey a dull boy? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, The Shining. It's from The yeah. Shining, Michael. God. Yeah, the jokes are just wasted on it him. It is. Cult <laughs> Again, cultural references that matter <laughs> wasted on him. You need a five-hour frenzy, five frenzy quote? Call Michael. You going to see the W's this week? No. Are they touring again? Man, I, I never did. I never did like the, the W's. Never was a W's fan. They could eat a dick. Walk around the garden one day. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, huh. Matt? Uh, do you have a glass that doesn't have chips out of it? No. To cut your, Apparently, to no. cut your lips and your right? ribbons. You just gotta be careful. Jeez. You gotta really pay attention when you drink at my house. <laughs> All right, uh, and finally, um, tasteless Halloween costumes. Mm. Uh, like that you eat? By the way, no. that don't if, have taste. No. If, if anybody. If like you a, see anybody in this Halloween dressed as Harvey Weinstein, kill that person. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Good are people God. doing that? I, you know it will happen. You know Somebody it's going to happen. in some unnamed some, fraternity. Yeah, it's going to happen. They don't need to dress up like him. Yeah, uh, for poop sure. Poop emoji mm -hmm, is yeah. one. Um, poop Wait. emoji. You go to Halloween as a poop emoji. Do you need a picture? No, no, I, no, I, know, I know what a poop, poop emoji looks like, Michael. Right. I've probably used it with um, you. Anytime you text me or anything. Uh, pickle apron. <laughs> this is a pickle apron. Guy with a oh jar of pickles. God. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. You'll never guess what the pickle. Yeah. I, is. <laughs> the pickle's the penis, um, Michael. It's supposed uh, to be the penis. Giant I get tampon. It. You can uh, nobody's doing this. Yeah. Really? I bet they are. Um, yeah. The Halloweeny. Yeah, I've seen actually. Yeah, I've seen people. When, I was, in, yeah. when I was in college. Somebody in Knoxville, Tennessee, I was walking. We went on Halloween, went down to Old City in yeah. Knoxville, and so we're at a coffee shop, and people were just walking around town dressed up, and a guy just with a as a massive dick, and he had like, <laughs> like balls. literal, he had balls like where his feet were, and they were hairy, and he had like had Chewbacca white slippers coming on. out the top. <laughs> I mean, it was like the whole. He went all out. <laughs> Chewbacca slippers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got it, buddy. Don't uh, worry about it. <laughs> here's the uh, 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 what is it? Piggyback ride from Bridget the Midget. Oh boy, that's wow. really that's... bad. Boy, this is on Huffington Post. You're uh, welcome. Uh, um, which is a total shit rag. Now you remember uh, when that used to be like a yeah, legit yeah. journalism? It's the Drudge Report for liberals. Uh, eggplant, <laughs> eggplant emoji. Which yeah. is a dick emoji. That's yeah. all that's ever used. Nobody's ever used that to talk about <laughs> I, eggplants. I, I use that with my wife sometimes. <laughs> when we're texting each other, I'll just send eggplant her the eggplant. Question. I'll, but I'll send with the, uh, I think it's like supposed to be water drops or yeah, sweat. And I do that yeah. and then the yeah. eggplant emoji. Yeah, we get it. And then Brad's, Brad's Halloween costume. Oh, it's like, I've seen that. Skeleboner. <laughs> Skeleboner. Yeah, I've seen that. 
I'm not gonna lie. If somebody buys that, I'll wear it to the hundredth. <laughs> it's got a pump. You can How actually get it up. Um, I don't need a pump, Michael. Too much, bro. <laughs> um, I do just fine on my own. Thank you. Seventy-four ninety-nine. It oh. is. Oh, it's only twenty-eight ninety-nine. Oh, that's doable. Yeah, that's that's a, that sounds like Pastor Podcast funds to me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, we should uh, all, all three. three. Yeah. My gosh. <laughs> Um, there's a bunch of different inappropriate. Uh, that's what that's what we're gonna do to gifts like church that's doing great social ministry, social justice work, and Dead really inside, but still a good ride. <laughs> oh man, Dead inside, but still a good ride. What would be some good? Uh, you guys are the only ones that bring this out of me. That's why my mom's never listened to any of my appearances. Oh, that's great. It's good. That's probably for the better. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Gloria. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> so sorry, Mrs. Reed. <laughs> we love you long too. Has Has your dad listened? No. Okay. No, that's probably. He bad. wouldn't even. He, yeah. Pod, Literally, pod, none of our parents listen to this garbage. Pod, so. it's, it's we can Not because fake. he would. Well, because he just wouldn't listen to podcasts. Not what because he, he wouldn't listen to yeah. this podcast. What does yeah. he listen to? Oh gosh, Steely Dan. <laughs> no, he actually. <laughs> Michael dips down into the bag and pulls out Steely Dan. So I think no, I said this one of the times I've been on. He only bought skags. No, I think I said this. He, my dad has Dan. an iTunes playlist called The Funeral List that oh. is currently four days long. <laughs> but as he comes across it's songs that he likes, and it's a lot of like Leonard Cohen, yeah, like yeah. old, you know, Dylan, stuff like that. Yeah. I forget who this one is, mate. But he really, they're certain that I assume if he has a say in the matter of when this actually happens, hopefully he'll pare it down so we don't have to shit. <laughs> Sift through his four-day-long four list. I don't, I mean, I love him, but I don't know about sitting Shiva for four days <laughs> after he's <laughs> listening to songs like My Shit's Fucked Up. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, Warren Zevon? World yeah. Zevon. It's on the list. Yeah, it is wow. on the And he's list. like, that, that one might make the funeral proper. <laughs> That's a great song. Uh, I used to have a playlist like that. It was all terrible, terrible music. Well, that's a shock. Yeah. It's all off of Michael W. Smith the first yeah. decade. It's basically Michael W. Smith the first. Forever. I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing. The Lord, uh, Lord what was that? Uh, what was his big? I've been to Michael Michael W. Smith. Friends are friends forever. No, it was like his big crossover mainstream hit. Oh. Um, okay, it's like, I know Amy yeah. Grant. No, she that. is my best friend. Place in this world. Yeah, that's it. I'm singing that at your oh. funeral if you my die. Place in this world. I'm singing it. I'm totally gonna sing it at Michael's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> that, or I'm gonna sing "Candle in the Wind" by Elton John. Like a candle in the wind. <laughs> no, you could do uh, five thousand candles in the wind." <laughs> Yeah, for for Parks, and Rec. Parks and Rec. I want you to do the. You sing the little Sebastian song for Michael. <laughs> bye, bye, little Mikey. I want you to do. Miss you and sad. I want you to do the the theme song to uh to to um, Lion King. Ah, <laughs> 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 All right. <coughs> Jesus. <laughs> is this it? You found it? <laughs> this, this is off Derek Webb's new album, Fingers Crossed. <laughs> it's actually an album it's of a, all covers. It's a cover. <laughs> the wind is moving.
Let us sweep over you, kids. Oh, man. I am standing still. If your hand's not in the air, you're, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> One hand is double hand. Waiting to be filled. I can't believe you remember this. <laughs> How do you remember the lyrics to this? Oh, friends are talking about once a week. Man, this has been done by every youth group in the country in <laughs> Sunday morning church during youth <laughs> Sunday. Interpretive dance. Oh, oh man. It seems. It feels like I'm looking for a reason. Roaming through the night to find my place in this world. My place <laughs> in this world. I need a lamp to help me find my place in this world, my place in this world. Boy, that's bad. I can't imagine why people don't listen to this. <laughs> I just fast forward up to the first 40 minutes. <laughs> Probably a good idea, to be honest with you. Yeah. That um, song's a banger. Don't even at me. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, that shit is good. I don't care what no, anybody no, says. No, no. It's terrible it's not. how good Definitely it is. Definitely catchy. I'm, I'm with it's you. Good on how summit. terrible it is. <laughs> it's reminiscent of a simpler time. It is. Yes. Well, there is that. Yeah. I say that about. Uh, well, we believe it in a monster god who killed his son. <laughs> <laughs> You know, those simple times. The simple oh, times. the good old days. <laughs> the good old days when I realized what a piece of shit I was. <laughs> when I had answer. all the answers. <laughs> when, when I was forgiven. God, when God saw me, he saw a dirty shit rag if it wasn't for Jesus. All those times where you were masturbating and afraid to go to hell. Kittens are going to die. Oh, man. God kills a kitten every time you masturbate. <laughs> Don't come back right now. Don't come back right now. Don't come back right now. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Jeez. Uh, it's did, gone. Did you guys ever get the Antichrist is alive and kicking line growing up? No. No. I remember no. hearing that. Like, ooh, some people are saying the Antichrist. Well, is. Mikhail Gorbachev was Antichrist it, for a while. Interestingly enough, he is, but he's living in our White House now. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, <laughs> That's man. a fair point. Oh. All right. Well, let's talk about Derek Webb. <laughs> Great transition. Um, yeah, Derek Webb. He is a musician. He is. Uh, a very good one. A damn good one. His latest album, Fingers Crossed, is easily one of our favorite records of the year. Uh, so much so that we're giving away a copy of the signed vinyl on Twitter. If you go to twitter.com slash podcast. it doesn't come podcast, out until December. <laughs> it, yeah, it doesn't come out until December. You can get, but you can get a download right, code right, right now. Right, right, right. So this it includes the download yes. code we will get. Um, so twitter.com slash pastors podcast, uh, follow us and retweet the pin tweet. Uh, you will enter yourself into a drawing. Um, seriously, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you probably need this record in your life. Yeah. Go to derekweb.com and order it. Fingers crossed. Derek Webb. Let's go. Further up, further up, further up, yeah. Derek, are you there? I am. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Um, so first off, uh, we all love the new album uh, and have constantly had it on repeat, <laughs> yes. like constantly. Uh, well, I'm so, so my, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, you were wrong. You're sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. Such, I just feel like it's a hard record. To, it'd be. It seems like it'd be a hard record to listen to a lot. 
Okay, it, so it is, it is. and that's, that's a really true. good lead off to to a question. Okay, so, good. Okay, okay. Well, I, yeah, I was going to say I listen. I want to tell him I listened to this album so so much, and my wife listens to it too. That our um, our uh, four year old son started singing uh, "Stop Listening." <laughs> Seriously, oh. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so, um, oh. yeah, uh, go ahead. What was your question? So. It, it is it is a difficult record to listen to, and I don't mean that I mean that in a very complimentary oh, way. Oh sure, yeah. No, so, I, understand. I I was telling I was telling these guys the first the first I, I listened to it. I was we drive a ton for work. The three of us yes. we all work, and uh, I listened to it the Saturday after it came out, and it was I leave the house about six in the morning. It was dark. I'm listening to it, and I generally take my coffee with me. About forty five minutes into the trip, mm-hmm. I realized I hadn't taken a drink. Um, I was completely hooked on every level on this album. And it was really, I remember I called Matt and I said, have you listened to this album yet? And he said, yeah, it's insane. It's just so good. And I said, did you, was it as hard for you to listen to as it was for me? (laughs) Right. So it felt like the best way I could describe it. it, I, I told Matt and I think I told Michael too. I said, it felt like we were we shouldn't be listening to the album. Like it, it almost sounded like something mm. you would record for your therapist and right. it accidentally fell into our hands and we we're like, we shouldn't be listening to this. Like mm. it was that deep and that intimate wow. um, that it didn't. It, 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 and I mean, was, what was your process like with this album? Was it a, was it a painful album to write? Was it mm-hmm. therapeutic? I mean, right. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I, I've, I'm, I'm, a, I'm real fond of saying that the, the work of an artist is to look at the world and describe it, yeah. to look at the world and tell people what you see. And so in as far as it was the process by which I described the world to people as I see it, it was obviously a pretty painful, you know, it was a hard process. Right. And, um, and I'll also say that I mean, I'm, I'm kind of still reflecting on it. Like I'm, I'm not, um, I feel like I know about as much about it as anybody else does at this point, because the process of making it happened so slowly over such a long period of time and then got finished and released so quickly that I feel like I still don't really have I still don't exactly know what it is. Like I still don't feel like I have a huge read on it yet. And, um, and unfortunately I typically artists don't, or at least I have never spent a lot of time with my records. Once they're finished, I I finish them and then I, I don't listen to them. And, Hmm. um, and, but where you get familiar and this is why it just takes time, but where you get familiar with, with with the work is when you're in the execution phase and you're out playing the shows and so it'll be i mean it'll probably be you know middle of next year by the time i have a really solid read on it and but the reason it took so long is because my work life is so i've never made this is the first time i've made a record in my current like work environment and my it's just really different than it ever has been in the past because um, I've been really busy, like I've been up to a lot. And so I've, between my work with 
um, that I still do running noise trade. And then my work this year, getting my online middle-class musician course up off the ground and, um, and a handful of other creative things that I'm kind of up to. I've just had so, and I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a father of two. And, you know, so it's like, I, I, I've been working on the record for a long time for probably more than three or three or more years. Some of the songs were written four or almost five years ago, some of the songs. And so, um, and as opposed to most records I've made, maybe every record, but this one was made in a really concentrated amount of time where you like, you go in, like you, you take a month to make it. And by the end of that month, it's kind of done. And you've taken months before that to write the songs. And this one, the song's got just really cryptically pieced cryptically even for me pieced together (laughs) yeah honestly like over years and and there was a really arduous editing process and it's the first record where i've ever written a lot of extra like that's kind of always been my mo is that i I don't ever write an extra song i always use every part of the buffalo and 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 i i write 10 songs record all 10 that's always been my thing i wrote you know almost a whole other record's worth of additional material now not it's not all finished but, um, so there was like an additional layer of editing that happened at the end. Everything about this process was so different. And, um, and I, I basically wrote and made it in my very part time. Like I, hmm. I was barely, I barely had, and it was mostly, you know, after the hour, after 1am between like one and between one and 4am, you know, maybe th- two nights a week. For, for four years is how I made this record. And so it's the total opposite of how I would typically make a record. And so just, the, just that on its own would, is such a different, everything about that's different in terms of the way that I made it or that process making my understanding of the record now different than what my, understanding of one of my of my records typically is at this stage like I still like I read things about the record and feel like I'm having aha moments of like wow gosh I think that's true. <laughs> you know I mean and which is nice I mean that's kind of like I get to experience the art like everybody else and um and usually by the time I put a record out like this is uh, the other thing I mean I've got a few other things I, I feel like I can say about it in response to the question you asked but like I also um, feel like, um, you know, this, this record, um, like the, well, I, I mean, I, I don't even know, really know where to start because I, I, what I don't want to do is preempt every other question you want to ask. And I don't want to get like I, like I want to do um, <laughs> a long monologue for 45 minutes or anything, but, you know, it's like, what, what I can say, if I'm going to try to be brief here, is that when it comes to the job, as I stated it, which is to look at the world and describe it and try to do that as honestly and vulnerably as possible, I do feel like compared this record compared to any other record I've ever made in 25 years back to the first songs I ever wrote for Cademans and anything else, yeah. it, it feels so different to me. It feels, it feels to me like this is the first time I've really – actually understood the job and really done the job huh. in, tw- in 25 years. This record for sure feels in terms of its vulnerability. I mean, typically 
you build a Trojan horse, you put ideas in it, and you push it out in front of people. That's kind of a lot of the way I feel about the job. And in this time around, like, I'm in the Trojan horse, or there is no horse. Like, there is no... Like, typically when I make records, there is a safe kind of calculated detachment mm, from the yeah, material yeah. because I spend a lot of time with it and I think a lot about it beforehand and I'm really aware of every risk that I'm taking and it's all very calculated. And um, so by the time I put it out, there isn't a lot of new information for me to come into about it. And it's just, and it, it feels like a pretty safe process. And it's, and um, um, I don't know that people would describe my work as, you know, risk averse. And I don't think that that's what it is, but I certainly have never really felt like you could listen to my records and know much about me beyond what I've chosen to reveal. Yeah. And I've, and so they've been very calculated processes. And on this record, I feel like it's the first record I've ever made that you can listen to and actually know me, like actually know something about me, like actually me, like the, the, the human being of 43 years who is making this music as opposed to the person or brand from which you're receiving it. Like, And so there is no safety from this material for me. And there is no, it, there is no healthy, safe. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to detract the word healthy. I think it did a lot healthy about this record for me personally, but, um, but, but there is not a safe detachment from it. And it feels like an act of desperation and no record I've ever made has felt like this. And so, yeah, you know, it's, so for that, for those reasons and a lot of others, the whole experience just feels like I've done it for the first, like this is my first record. Like I've never done it before. Um, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I'm still discovering things about it. I should probably spend some time listening to it. Uh, do you, I, I do have a, a question. I just, I literally just told, <laughs> told these guys I didn't have a follow-up question, but I have a follow-up question. So it is Not super, good. the album is super layered. Um, was that, uh, there's callbacks to, to old albums, old songs. Um, there are double meanings. Uh, was that intentional that you did that? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. The one thing I can tell you is that this is, this is easily the most meticulously handcrafted piece of work I've ever made down from the, from the lyrics down to every element of every beat that was programmed. I literally touched, I mean, I say touch, but like with my mouse and my computer, but I, I literally touched every tiny little blip of noise and distortion on this thing. I literally touched and adjusted. I mean, like it's so yes, the lyrics, it's like, it's a very self-referential record, which I know is a, is a, is a, is a huge risk to run. Um, when you're already in a job that seems to require you to be a narcissist to do it at all, (laughs) um, like to be as self-referential because this record is not only referential to my catalog, but it's there are intentional points where, for instance, the 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 music that introduces the entire album and sets the mood for it is the instrumental breakdown in a different key, though, from the second verse of Love is Not a Choice. And then there's more than a few places where there are references to the same things like both... Um, both uh, um, the title track and also the devil you know that are connected in a handful of ways both reference landmines in a peculiar way and so there's like there's there's a lot of places then obviously stop listening um, you know the the second verse of stop listening which is the 
the first verse is me addressing yes. my audience and the second verse is the, mm-hmm. the audience you know responding and and where they quote where they kind of snidely quote my lyrics back to me yeah. to kind of yeah. kind of corner me and put me on the spot which is obviously a a misquote of wedding dress uh, it's intentionally misquoted like they screwed yeah. it up they understood it incorrectly <laughs> and so yeah there's a lot of that a lot yeah. of that i literally was like uh listening to it yesterday i, I, I was like thinking up more questions we could ask and i, I literally ha- realized the double meaning of fingers finger crossed fingers yeah. crossed i i don't my well and, and brain and literally idea- exploded yeah, well, and fingers crossed, and thanks for that. I mean, thanks for listening so intently, but, like, it, there's actually more than double. There's at least triple meaning. Um, <laughs> right. So keep because, working, because, Michael. Well, which, which, which really isn't that big of a mystery. It's like the, the very last few lines really speak to it, which is, um, you know, a cry for help, a double cross, the void beheld with fingers crossed. Like, so it's, like, the thing I liked about, the the symbolism of the crossed fingers is that it can mean so many seemingly contradictory things. And like in one instance, it can mean like you, like, um, like in a more ancient sense, religious sense, it would mean, um, it was the crossed fingers, which there are a, 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 a fair amount of imagery of saints and even yeah. images of Jesus with hand raised and fingers crossed, mm-hmm akin to what I put on the record cover. And it would mean it was a call to God for help. It was a, it was a plea for help. And it was a, it was a, it was a God rescue me statement. And then, um, in another sense, you can cross your fingers and put them behind your back. And it's a, a willful deception. It's like you're, 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 you're misleading someone on purpose. And then there's also the like fingers crossed and jump off the ledge. Like here goes nothing. And I have no idea what awaits me. And I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope for the best. And so there are so many seemingly yeah. juxtaposed things that, can, that you know. And then, and then the the idea that in the album imagery, the fingers are actually detached. For me, was like at any given moment, I'm I'm dismantling any or all of those ideas right. for myself. Right. Like yeah. I don't I don't want to be a person who lies to people. And I, I don't want to live out of that narrative anymore. And I, I don't want that to be any part of my story. And it's, and I, but I also feel conflicted about the source of cries for mercy and even gratitude. And I also don't know how I feel about calling out to nothing. Mm. And at any given moment, the conflict that I feel about all those things is kind of symbolized in the fingers both being crossed and cut off, you know? So it's like, and it's not a specific statement about any, it's just, again, the, the record is a lot more about questions than it's about answers. And so, yeah, yeah so there, there's, there's some, there's a lot layered in there for sure. Awesome. So, you know, kind of going back a little bit to how personal it is, you know, I, to be a, any kind of an artist, especially kind of a musician, I think fits into this perfectly. You have to be a little bit of an egomaniac. Like you said, yeah. you kind of have to be a little bit of a narcissist. But I mean, you essentially you're going to put something out, or you're going to stand in front of people at a concert. You're going to say you're going to like this, basically. Like, or it's, at least it's worth it, you paying money to exactly. come and find out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, right. So to put out an album that's this intimate and this personal, really. What was it like when you when you released it? Was there 
mean, because you're essentially laying yourself bare. I mean, you said this is kind of yeah. uh, the first album where people can get to know the kind of you, the real you, yes. and not just the artist. It, that's a sort of a dent to the ego. So when you put this out, mm. was were you nervous to put this album out, or was it a relief to finally sort of get all right. of this out? Because it right. felt like an album that you've been wanting to write for a long time. Yeah, kind of, and no, I appreciate the question. And I, so my instinct is that it was really cathartic, and it mm-hmm. was really, I mean, there really was like, like you know, there's there's this that great scene in in um, David Fincher's uh, Social Network about yeah. where right, yeah. the moment after. I mean, supposedly Mark Zuckerberg turns on Facebook and like he's sitting there and the, his friend is like trying to get him to celebrate. And he's just kind of sitting there with his eyes closed. And he's like, you know, are you praying? Like what? Like what? Are you like? <laughs> and there, there's that strange moment just after something is in the wild. And I remember I was playing a show and like, where were we? I was with my buddy Kyle Cox and we played a show that night. I, I didn't I made the incredible mistake of booking a show that started at 10 p.m. on the same night that I was going to release the record at oh, 12. Man. Oh, wow. And, and, and I mean, I'm a one, I'm kind of a one man show. So it's like, I mean, I was literally, so I, I, so we switched the sets up that night and I opened and, and then so that about a half hour before the record was supposed to go on sale, I could be sitting side stage. I was literally sitting on the side of the stage <laughs> in this, in this like club in Ohio, I believe. Um, and, literally like frantically releasing the record. And I remember like that night I didn't sleep. Like we, we drove a few hours to get partway to the next show. And then I got to the hotel and I, and I just kind of couldn't sleep. And I was, and there was like some technical, I'm such an analytical, hyper analytical type that really the only thing I could do is I stayed up all night fixing problems with orders. Cause like there was a, like hundreds, hundreds of orders came in overnight of people who were purchasing the record. And there was some weird thing with, one of the songs was screwed up or like the, it was like it it cut off in the middle of the song. And and I was already seeing some people talking about on Twitter and I was like, so I like remade the MP3s and was up re uploading them. And then, and then, and then gathering all the hundreds of emails of people who had already purchased in the first few hours and then emailing them new links. And I mean, I just, so I just occupied myself with work, but, um, it was honestly, it was, so that's real specific, but in general, it was just a huge relief for me, and it was and it was it was honestly a real. It was a, it unlocked a lot of pent up joy, even because mm-hmm. because the, because here's the thing: like you spend twenty plus years in a ridiculous profession where you feel as though you have the right to express yourself, and that you you you. And that, that you have like a sense of entitlement that people care or are going to listen. And, but you just, the point is you spend 20 years kind of taking the, the peaks and valleys and distilling them and then putting them up to the public record. And I've done this for 20 years. This is part of the rhythm of my life. It's not just my work. It's right. like, this is what I do. And I, and I have felt as though my previous record, I was wrong was such outdated intel like if someone was to go and try to know something about me or get a read on me and looking at the records i've made if the last thing that i made was what they went to find out about me i was i just felt so self-conscious about what outdated intel that is because of how much 
radically changed at that exact moment um, yeah. when that record was out and just out and just having been released. And, and so it's like, I've just thought, I've just felt for so long that like, like I was really wanting to go on the pub, like I needed to kind of go on the public record about some things. I, I needed to, I needed to get some, some, some fresh Intel out there. And like, I just wanted to express some things. And, um, so I think that was part of it too. Like, I just kind of couldn't wait to kind of catch everybody up who cared. Um, and, um, so I think that was a big part of the relief too. And, um, and, and here's the last thing I'll say about it is, you know, I went through a, a, a long period of like, I've grieved a lot of things in the last half a decade or so. And one of the things that I have certainly gone through a grieving process about was, my was music. Like I, I, there was a point at which I didn't know if I would do, if I could do it again. And if I would, Hmm. if I would do it again, or if it would make sense for me to, to do it again. And, and part of it was because I, I've always, well, I don't know how to say this. I've never really gone through writer's block, but I have a very peculiar rhythm by which I create things. And it typically involves a, you know, months or years at a time of no creative output and no writing and no nothing. And that's, and I think we've talked, probably talked about it when we talked. Yeah. You mentioned that in the last episode. episode, Yeah. So it's like, I'll go, I'll write 10 or 12 songs. I record them all. And then I'll go a year or two and not write anything. It's no big deal. I don't think about it, but it, the whole thing felt so different this time that the time that I went not writing, um, that I was also stepping back from my artist career because I felt like I couldn't risk I couldn't risk the vulnerability and I couldn't risk, I just didn't know how to do the job for a minute. And I, and so I, so I just didn't know if it, if I had ruined that too. Hmm. And if I was about to lose that as well. And I think I got so acclimated to loss and catastrophic loss that I just kind of lumped it on in there. And I was like, I'll just grieve that too. I, I'm just going to presume that everything's really gone. And Shit. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, and <laughs> well, we're I mean, glad you changed your mind on that. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's like, and it just slowly, and, and so here's, and here's what I can say about it is it's like this, the process, at least from a timing standpoint was no different than any other, but here's what was different about this one is. So as I said, you know, the job of an artist is to look at the world and describe it, but here's what happens. Like, and I'm, and I didn't realize this till it was till the, the writing had started back up again. And I wish I had known or trusted the process like I have for 20 years this time around. It was so different that I, I was, I was suspicious of it at the time. But what I realized is that, you know, when, again, the job description is to describe the world as you see it, there's a certain amount of writer's block or whatever creative stoppage that can happen to anybody when you're not sure if once you're able to even do the job, if you are able to really honestly and vulnerably describe the world for people, if you have a sense that there's no one who cares and no one who wants to listen to it, then it, it, it becomes like there's no one kind of waiting for it when it's done. Right. It's, that can be hard. That, that can slow you down. Um, but that even wasn't what it was. And for a minute, I thought maybe that's what it was. Like, oh, man, I, I just don't really know where I am with my audience and if they really want to hear. Even if I was able to describe the world for them, do they, is that even 
something they want to hear about? Do they even care what the world looks like from my perspective? Or are they just too angry or are they too confused? Or, you know, do they have too complicated of feelings about me for it to matter? And so that was one thing. And and that wasn't the end of the world. It was just a question. And it was a, it was a theory. It wasn't even a reality that I, if anything, I was seeing evidence of the contrary, because I mean, I did the Mockingbird 10 year anniversary thing and the, a tour with that and a repress on the vinyl and the remix record. And that was so well received and it was really encouraging um, signpost along the way. But what I eventually realized was I did a lot more this time. I did it in the same time frame as I normally do it when it really comes down to it. But I did a lot more this time around than I typically do. And here's what I mean is like in order to look at the world and describe it for people, it requires that you know who you are and the vantage point from which you're looking. Uh Right. And when you deeply detach from all the things that to you make you who you are and give you that identity and that perspective and that voice, then suddenly you can't describe the world. It's like what frustrates infants. Like the reason I'm speaking is because I have no language with which to express how I feel. And I don't know who I am and where I am and who you are and how we got here. And I don't understand any of this. And so all I can do is kind of scream a lot until I have language. And that's why children get a lot more rational around the three to four year mark is because that's where they're both at. They've been at peak preference for a few years already, but then they get communicative and they, they can start to tell you what those preferences are. And it relieves so much pressure. And so for me, it's like, I, the whole grid through which I was looking at the world that I was trying to describe was so thoroughly demolished because I was detached from everything that to my understanding of myself made me who I was. And so how could I begin to describe the world if I don't even, if I look down and can't even see my feet on the ground, I don't even know where I'm planted. I don't even know what my perspective is. And so until I have to figure that out first, And it wasn't until I started to reconstruct some things following, you know, some long, hard seasons of deconstruction that I realized, oh, no, this is what I was waiting for. And as soon as I kind of knew where I was again on some things and knew what my perspective was and my relative distance from some certain things, that's when suddenly I was able to, I found there was a lot of, uh, a lot of music waiting and bottlenecked behind my kind of dropping the new lens in place. And then I was suddenly able to look and describe as I always have been able to do. And so um, the songs poured right out. But that was a lot of additional work to do. I mean, essentially what, what you spend, you know, 40 some odd years or 30 some odd years crafting in terms of a, you know, um, a grid through which you look at reality to make it make sense. And then suddenly that whole thing, like a bull in a China shop, you know, it gets destroyed. Then you basically, I, I I mean, I had about, I had about 18 months to rebuild it completely in order to start describing the world again. And, and all the emotions were bottlenecked and waiting. The emotions were, were visceral and, 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 trying to press their way out, they were just waiting for me to have perspective and language. And once I had that, it all came out really fast, really fast and really easy. And it was maybe, I mean, it came out very easily. It just slid out at that point. And, 
And I think that's why the songs are so much more emotionally rooted than anything I've done before, because the emotions were so rare and to go and so ready and we're waiting for so long yeah. behind all work that as soon as there was a crack in the door, the emotions pushed past everything else. They pushed past any intellectual understanding. They pushed back past any analysis or self-reflection and the emotions themselves pushed right out. And that's what got on the record. And so, you know what I mean? So it's so, um, that was kind of the result. And the, all of that was, was part of what I eventually felt when it was finished. So yeah, it was. And so, so I, so I, all that was, I sort of got in an effort to answer that question, which is to say that, like I did really feel it was all part of that same relief. I remember when the record was finally done, maybe a, a week later, thinking, oh, my God, like I hadn't thought about it in a minute, but I did it. Like I did another one. Like it's not <laughs> over. It's not, it's not over. You know, like I'm still doing it. And, and this is still a part of who I am. It's still a part of my life. And um, I was just so glad that, you know, of, of, the thing, of the things that managed to come with me through everything, that that was something that, survived you know the fire so i remember you know i've just been really grateful I've, it's it's been a great feeling you yeah. know put, putting it out and and seeing people's responses to it and everything yeah um so yeah it's it's amazing man we really really like it it's it's a deeply personal record obviously um it, it's a public you know, deconstruction, reconstruction. Uh, it's about loss. It's about, um, regret. Um, with all those personal things out there, I, I'm not sure which is harder, um, sharing it with the world or sharing it with your closest friends and family. Um, right. Could you talk a little bit about how you, how you shared this record with those closest to you? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, I remember, you know, so I don't, I, I've never had that many friends. I've just never been a person who has a lot of friends and, and I have maybe the same amount. I was going to say fewer, but I, I have, I just only have a handful of people and those few people know me super, super, super well. And so, and I had been sending like roughs of things to my two or three or four people for years. I mean, like this through the whole process, I've been sending everything from iPhone demos to, cause I was just so anxious. I just went so desperately to share it with anyone. And I only have, I've got my crew, you know? And so mm -hmm. I, and so I was, as I was sharing, I, I felt like most of the people who, who, who matter the most to me in my life at this point kind of knew along the way, like there, there wasn't going to be any, um, new information for them, mm -hmm. um, at the end here. But, I mean, other than the information that I was coming into, which is like the fact that the songs were like put together and sequenced in my head before some of them were even done writing because conceptually I knew what order they needed to go in and I knew what the sequence of the record really needed to be. And that's why I knew that like for a long time there was just like a, a blank space where Stop Listening went and I knew that I didn't have an opener and I knew that I needed one. I knew what it needed to say, but I didn't have it yet. And so I've, I've had that sequence for a long time. And, but like, literally I mastered the record on a Wednesday and released it on a Friday. So, wow. so like, so, and, and the sequence and it, and the way that some of the songs are connected and crossfade into each other and transition, I wasn't able to hear that all constructed until, you know, a day and a half before the record came out. Like, so even I, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's why I didn't even really have 
a clear perspective on how it felt as a as a complete work until I mean I, I don't know that I have actually sat down maybe and listened uninterrupted straight through it assembled. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I've heard most of it in big chunks, but I don't know that I really sat down with headphones or something really done it. You really should check it out. It's really good. It's got mixed views, but I've heard it's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so my friends were experiencing that the same way that I was. But on the whole, they knew along the way. There was also, though, I will say, and I, and I want to be, I want to use this language really in a very, I want to be sensitive about this language, but, um, and I'll use it only because I talked to a few friends that confirmed the comparison for me. And so I feel okay using it. But um, there also, to me, felt because it is such a deeply deconstructive process that happens on the record and there, there, it, there, there is a lot of pretty vulnerable um, and gritty kind of talk about my spirituality and a lot of other things. And so I, 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 I remember talking to some friends like when I, when I knew it was within a few weeks of the record coming out where it was really almost done. And, and I talked to a few friends. And I was like, man, this is so strange, but it, it kind of, I feel like I'm using the same language uh, preparing for the release of the record that I, I hear, I've heard my friends use about like coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, and what I mean by that is like, where it's like, okay, I, I know that this record is going to come out next Friday. So there's this list of conversations I need to have with people before that so that they've heard it from me and so that they understand me and get what's going on. And oh, it's wow. like, I got to talk to my parents. I got to talk to, I, I really want to talk to my brother. It's like, I want to talk to my family. I want to talk to, there's a few friends I should probably talk to. And cause I don't want them to hear this for the first time. It's like, it, it felt like a coming out. It, it, yeah. it, right. it, it, it brought some risk and some, um, you know, with it that, um, and, 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 um, yeah. And like some revelations of some deeply personal things that I wouldn't want someone to hear on a record who I have a relationship with and felt as though that's something that they would like to have heard from me directly, you know, before everybody hears it. And so, yeah, there was definitely some of that. And there were like, some, you know, checking, checking off some calls that I felt like I needed to make beforehand just to, cause I didn't I wouldn't want friends to feel blindsided or surprised, um, or things like that. So yeah, there was, there was some of that. Yeah. Uh, a couple things that it just in this conversation, first of all, we've all kind of thrown our question list away, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> we really appreciate I guess it. I'm taking up too much time. No, no, no not no. at all. No, it's not that <laughs> at all. Um, but one thing I wanted to say is the conversations I've had with my friends about this album uh, on complete on multiple different levels of political or theological scale, uh, the one thing that everybody has said kind of echoes a lot of what you are talking about. Say, and in essentially, like I, they feel like they're getting to know you mm. uh, in, kind of for the first time again. Because um, right. I think there's a lot of us, myself included, who would say, we've followed you we picked up on the song references. Mm-hmm. We've been a part right. since Cademan's. Uh, and that's, for me at least, I deeply appreciate um, mm. the vulnerability because I think that's a story that's happening for a lot of people. Yep. And a lot of people uh, don't have safe places to do that. Right. Uh, right. One, one thing that I'm somewhat curious about, 
and you've touched on the kind of lyrical or thematic uh, hearkening back to past stuff. Um, but do you feel at all like this album is kind of in an odd way actually being faithful to some of the messages from your past work? Right. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I'd be curious to hear m more of your insights on that. If you see that, if you see that, I mean, I, I do, I do feel like it is the one thing I can say for sure. It is, is that it's the exact same ethic by which these songs are being written and coming out as anything else. Like I am, I am with the same tools aiming to do the same thing that I've always done. Right. And, and in the past it has produced some songs and right this minute it's producing these. Sure. And, but it's not as though I have changed that process. It's like, right. And in as far as it feels, cause that is one thing that I, I feel like I've heard from a few friends who are like, you know, I don't know if I'm totally with you on some of this, or I don't know if I totally understand some of this, but what I do know is it, and what seems compelling about it is that it's, it does seem deeply honest. And so that's the reason that I'll hang with it. And that's the reason that I, um, and so in, in terms of wanting to leave, you know, um, the breadcrumbs behind me of having done a decent job of vulnerably describing the world as I see it, I think this record falls very much in line. And, you know, it's like, it's like what I say at my shows is like, like I'm going to play, like I play a lot of the new songs live and I have been for this whole year. I've been putting more and more and more of the new songs into the set, but, um, and I, but I play a lot of old songs too. And so, and usually in the, in the set, like I'll play, um, you know, Easter eggs right next to wedding dress and, <laughs> and, 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 but, but I'll start with a disclaimer at the beginning of the night to say, listen, like, and I, and I'm sure we talked about this on the last time I just, that we, that we talked on the podcast, but that, you know, I am not the same man who wrote my early material and I'm, right. yeah. and I, and I, and, and when you're a professional autobiographer over many, many years, you run the very real risk, the probable risk of writing songs. If you're doing your job right, that you don't wind up agreeing with anymore or relating to after many years and anybody, uh, an artist or not, uh, that, you know, who still agrees with 100% of what they yep. believed five or 10 or 20 years ago, um, the, that's not like the, the, that person isn't trustworthy. It's not healthy. It's not healthy no. to, you know, to come into no new information or to in no way revise or change or rethink over that many years. It's like, and so for, for me, it's like, while I might not be the, the man or boy in many cases who wrote some of those old songs, um, or even relate to him necessarily, I do trust, I will, I do trust him. I trust that when he stood where he was standing, knowing what he knew, trying to do his job, in describing the world as best as he could, I think he did a decent job. And in as far as I trust him in that sense, I will cover his material. But that is, make no mistake that that's what I'm doing. I'm covering yeah. another man's material. Right. And, 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 and the thing is, like, that's what's going to happen with these songs too. Like some yeah. of the songs that, I, that are more than two or three years old on the new record, I already don't relate to. 
But in as far as they were an honest document of the emotion that I was feeling, they felt worth recording and they feel worth performing. And so that said, like, I'm not going to make it part of my job to differentiate and explain and tell you which songs are which when I'm playing a show, um, which songs I still agree with and which songs I don't. But what I can say is that because um, it frees me up to play all of them once I make my disclaimer. Yep. But what I can tell you is that by the end of the night, if I've done my job right, you should be thoroughly confused. <laughs> and, you should, and you should feel as though you should think, well, wait, you can't play that. Like, so you played that song and you played that song and then this song? Like, that's totally contradict. Like, that, that's, you're a hypocrite. It doesn't make any sense. And your feeling and your response will be correct. That it is, it, it is a contradiction and I am a hypocrite and to be a hypocrite, a hypocrite and a contradiction is to be a human being. And so are all of you. And so is everyone. And I don't even understand why we make the distinction anymore as though there is anyone who's not. Absolutely. Everybody is. And especially over a many years yeah. of yeah. trying to document things as you go. And so for me, it's like by the end of the night, what I hope happens is if you squint your eyes hard at all of what you'll hear for the whole night, 20 plus years worth of songs, you will have some sense of who I am, where I've been, who, what's made me who I am, what I care or have cared about, um, where I've come from, what I love or have loved. Like you're going to get a sense of who I am in my story, but the performing of any one song is not a, um, um, an endorsement of its content. Uh, and, yeah. um, you know, so you have to be careful about yeah. that. And, uh, and, and it's tricky. It's tricky when you navigate your way into and out of various things over many years. This is just what happens. And so I'm kind of proud of that. I mean, I'm proud that I feel like I've done it well enough to where my, the, the arrangement of a set list for a live show just is past the point of being able to make any sense anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, my pal Dave Bazan, I've seen navigate this masterfully over many yeah, years yeah. and and I, and I just feel like that's what I aspire to, you know, like I, I, I aspire to be able to say, I'm going to, you're going to get a glimpse of my journey. And depending on what decade or what year or what album I lean on or focus on any particular night, you might get a little skewed view of it, but you know, stick around and ask me questions after and we'll fill the gaps in. But you know, it, it becomes a whole other process of curation of your own personality to make a set list and play a live show because you get to pick and choose which of all of this am I particularly resonant with today? And, and like I said before, the, the metaphor of the, the various meanings of the crossed fingers and the detachment, what, what am I doubting or what am I believing tonight? And let me make a set list that reflects that. And so, and, and I like the way that this job gives you the opportunity to do that and redo it like every night is yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. I, this is going to be a, a kind of a weird question and keeping in mind that when I ask it, this is a asked by three people. What are you sure. wearing? Or maybe, you wearing? Four, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe three, maybe four of us that aren't even really necessarily sure where we, what we feel about God, if God's real, if any sure. of that, I, I think, which partly is, I think why we love the album so much <laughs> is that in yeah. why it was so, I think it wrecked me because it was so personal to me as well. Like it kind of felt like I was, you know, you were also describing my world in in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Just um, maybe providing a little space, yeah. a little real estate on which to kind of think about and feel and process yep. some of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my question would be, 
it, I got to the end of it, and I, I remember especially hearing the song Goodbye for Now and almost in tears. I remember talking to these guys and saying it, it was like listening to a man break up with God. Mm-hmm. And would it be, is it accurate to say that you have done that? Or just don't know? I mean, is it just right. sort of leaving room? I mean, what? how would you describe right. it? Well, you know, the, uh, what I will say, and I feel really comfortable saying, here, here's, here's, here's one, what, what I would start by saying is that I don't, wherever I am, I've always hated categories. Yeah. I've always mm-hmm. hated, because I feel like categories, the, 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 the danger of, ease, of categories um, even like words, you know, like Christian and yeah. atheist and agnostic, these categories, what they do is they, they seek to give a short answer to a question for which there's no short answer. Mm, right. yeah. And, and I'm not down with that. Like yeah. I would rather take the time and I'd rather be seen as, as rigid and difficult if I'm unwilling to give a short answer to a question for which there's no short answer. I right. would just rather not answer it. And, um, so that said, and so I don't relate to those kinds of categories and hard terms. And, and I also feel like that a lot of those terms, um, especially the ones that would express unbelief, I think they tend to, to me, they tend to express an inverse fundamentalism that I don't in any way relate to. Right. So it's like trading certainty on one side of a coin for certainty on the other. Mm, yeah. And Rich. I don't relate, I don't relate to either of those. And so I'm not really interested in that at all. But what I will say is that there is, it is, it is certainly intentional that the last song on the record, goodbye for now. Um, it has some strong words in it. It even has a final chorus where I leave space for my duet partner who never shows up. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I hold that space at every performance of the song. Um, and I'm waiting and I wait still. Um, but all that said, it's goodbye for now. Uh, it, 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 it it ends on an unresolved, you know, five, seven chord. Um, there, you know, it's meant to, to feel unresolved. Um, mostly because the last thing you want to do is go from certainty to certainty, from fundamentalism to fundamentalism. Yep, right. I'm not. I'm not interested in doing that. Um. So. Um. So yeah, you know, I mean that that's that's how it feels to me, and I try to use every part of the buffalo to communicate that emotionally. And, um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. So as the as the fourth, <laughs> he said three of the four. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually uh, the pastor of a church. Yeah, around gotcha. here. Cool. Um, we had your album playing while we were getting stuff ready the morning after Whoa. it came out. Crazy. Uh, wow. Sorry for a no, few no, no, no. Well, I it's... walked in and my co-pastor, I was like, Hey, you know, this next song, uh, yeah, there's a reason there's a, there's a reason there's a little E on a few of these tracks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I just wanted to, in some ways echo what Brad's saying. Like I'm somebody who I want to reject a lot of the categories yeah, as well. For sure. Um, and and struggle with people who are struggling with their understanding of everything um and and i have related to the album been deeply moved Mm -hmm. and found a ton of resonance maybe not from the same place but definitely from a place of this is real 
This, yeah. These are the conversations that I'm having over coffee and over lunch with people, with actually yeah, real right. people who have good yeah. reasons to ask these questions. Right. Um, and Man, so I really appreciate hearing that. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just, uh, and in that sense, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's way more conversation and <laughs> pushback than even what we might see on Twitter, uh, sure. that you experience. And, and I just want to say thank you for being willing yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. to be this vulnerable because it's a rare and impressive, oh, it's well. a rare and impressive thing for me as a yeah. messy, broken person myself. Well, you know? well, and, I, and I'm, and I'm not going to be an asshole. I'm just going to receive that and say, thank you. And I, and <laughs> but, what I, but what I'll also say is, you know, I, it's my work and I don't feel like I have any choice uh, also, but I feel like what you, the work that you're doing is, you know, I mean, I can, I kind of have the luxury of being a bull in a China shop and kind of speaking <laughs> in an, in a, rhetorical way about these things where you don't have that luxury. You actually have to sit and hear, you know, those, as you said, those real stories and, and try and help process that with people in real time. And that's much harder work. And, um, so, I mean, I, I, I really appreciate, you know, hearing that that's a thing that you, you know, um, invest your time into and that you take seriously. And, you know, because I don't know, I just feel like I, I, I think I think it, it's always true that the people who the only people who really tend to stick around, I mean, social media can be the exception sometimes to this rule. But on the whole, the people who go to the trouble of responding and sticking around and communicating and talking to you typically aren't the ones that disagree or that are mad. They're typically the mad ones tend to just bail and kind of ghost. And that's cool. I mean, like I'm um, but like. Typically, when people are upset, like they get up and they walk out of shows, they don't stick around the extra hour just to hang out and say something to me about it. They'll just leave. And <laughs> um, and, and I feel like on social media, it's so easy to yeah. kind of log your complaint. And and I'm cool with that 100 percent. Like I'm I'm so this whole thing is so close for me. And it's so it's such a personal thing that I'm I'm completely under. I totally understand people feeling any particular way about it. And I know it's, it's, it's a hard record and I know it's, um, like, so I just appreciate people listening to it at all. And I, I'm okay with people being upset about it or being, or just having any reaction they need to have is okay with me. Um, for sure. But, um, you know, I will say that I have received so many, um, emails and messages from people who I've just been really surprised. I feel like I've kind of intuited and I've had some friends even bring this up to me separately and say, it feels like there is a real wave of processing around spirituality kind of going on right now. Yeah, and I feel yes. that's, that's one of the reasons I feel like you guys, what, you know, what you guys are doing on your podcast is, is, um, and why I'm always, you know, appreciative to get to talk to you guys is that I feel like that that's, you guys focus on it and see it and acknowledge it and get into it. And I, and, but I feel like it's, it's really happening. Like it's one of the things where you, you when you're in your own head for so long about something, you, you kind of wonder if it's just you and you think it probably is. And, but then you realize that maybe it's not, and maybe there are for some strange, you know, serendipitous reasons, there are just other people processing the same things. Yeah. And, yep. 
And, but, but I feel like I've just run into so many people who are, and who haven't had, you know, the same experiences I've had and not in the same time frame at all. Um, but seem to be somewhere in a process of, um, kind of wanting to pull up and have a look at the roots a little bit and make intentional choices about what they replant and, um, and things like that. And it's been pretty fascinating already. And I, I certainly want to, in every way that I can, it's appropriate to the work that I do facilitate those conversations to happen. But I especially, you know, appreciate you guys podcast and the work that you're doing as a pastor, you know, to, to, to facilitate that. Cause I feel like it's like, th- there aren't a lot. I mean, I used to kind of joke around and say that like, when you join a church, there's like a long receiving line of things you get and you in like the, what goes in the, what goes in the gift bag on your way um, up to the altar, you get a lot of things. And, <laughs> and the, and there's maybe only one thing you get. So for people who are like exiting and kind of taking the off ramp, so to speak, you, you basically just get a Dave Bazan record. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's kind of all you, that's kind of all you get, you know, and, and, um, and that's a lot. Um, that's not nothing. And that's, he's, you know, he's a pal, but he's also been a, a real encouragement and provided a lot of language for me along the way. And I, and I really love and appreciate him, but it's like, there, there should be more, um, resources, both. I mean, like, you know, as an artist, what you hope you're doing when you're doing your job well is providing soundtrack for people's emotional lives. And I know that when I was going through, you know, these kind of parallel divorces, I mean, I've said that the album is kind of a tale of two divorces and, you know, and as I was going through all that, I was looking desperately for soundtrack and for music and melody and language to comfort and accompany me. And I wasn't finding it. There's hardly any. And Dave was some, but there wasn't a lot else. And so for me, my creative MO tends to be what I need and can't find I make. And so I thought, and that was one of the things that finally did get me past some of that. What if people don't care? What if people don't want to hear it? What if, and I thought, you know what, even just for the people who are going through one or both of these, these divorces, so to speak, and their lives, and they need music and they need accompaniment and they need soundtrack. I should, that alone is worth me making this record to help just to put one more hour's worth of of melodic comfort out there for and lyrical comfort for people to be able to find and, and have along the journey feels worth it to me. And so, um, so that's kind of why I I did it, but I feel like there really should be more resources and more like destinations and, and points of respite along the way for people to be able to stand and, and exist while they are, processing some of this because I just feel like it's a thing that's happening right now. I, I yeah, just feel like yeah. in a lot of my friends and a lot of places I go and conversations I have, I feel like it's a real thing and it's, 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 it's surging a little bit right now. And I, and I want to play my part, but I'm glad you're there playing yours, you know? So we appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate, appreciate you saying that we we've talked before we started this, we were like, it's kind of just for us. And then we <laughs> had a bunch of people that decided to listen and they were kind of like, Holy shit, me too. Right, exactly. And it really, it's not that we didn't know other people were sort of asking questions, doubting, deconstructing, whatever, whatever phase they're in. But it can I be lonely. It, it can be lonely. I mean, we live in like major Trump land. 
Like, yes. And so we're most definitely not that. And it, it at times you kind of wonder, are you crazy? And I think we've been contacted by so many people, emailed and Twitter and everything else and messages yeah. just saying, thank you so much. Like, I, I, yeah. I didn't know that anybody else thought this way. Yeah. But we've heard it from just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, and there's just millions yes. more doing the same thing. And that's what it. And once again, I think that's why why your album resonated so much. And I think it with us, and it has with other people, like in our Facebook group that have talked about it. It was like my God. It was it gave it's giving people language for what yeah. they've been feeling for yeah. some time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really appreciate you saying so. I mean, and I I feel like I have felt that. I mean, I and that's and that's a. And at the end of the day, man, it's like if if what you guys do or what I do or what anybody does, if the result can be that someone who previously felt isolated and alone and abandoned yep. can feel included and understood, then God, I mean, that's that's worth waking up every day to do, yep. you know. Yep. And so I certainly feel extremely encouraged and gratified by that, you know, because I, I do. I feel like I've even just – even just what I've, what's made it back to me, which isn't, hasn't been a ton, but what has, um, you know, that boy, those kind words really matter a lot to me. Yeah. And, um, I, and I, I want to find every opportunity to keep those conversations going and, and ha- and for those people to, to continue to feel included and continue to feel understood. And, you know, like there's nothing worse than going through things as hard as intense personal deconstruction, be it relationally or spiritually or anything, and to feel as though you're having to do it completely alone and isolated. Like there's no, it's hard enough to go through if you had all the resources in the world, but to have to go through it alone, like feeling really truly alone, um, you know, it's, it's, it can be really devastating. And so I, you know, so I'm, I mean, yeah, so again, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that there seems to be like, I remember some years ago when, there seemed to be kind of new, and this is many, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say like 20 years ago, but when there seemed to be like new movements in the church and new disruptions and weird schools of thought that were kind of happening and that started to all kind of get gathered up into the catch-all net of kind of the emerging church and stuff, which I never <laughs> felt, and, and which I never felt especially that I identified with especially, but I, I, I didn't personally know if I identified with it, but I was being identified with it a little bit. and. Yeah. And the whole thing seemed, but the thing I liked about it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, none of it matters, but it, all of a sudden there was like a rallying point for people who just didn't fit in anywhere else. Yep, and, yep, I, exactly. and, I, and, I, and I think that movements are so important when they can do that. And um, it just provides a safe place for people to be able to let their guard down and process and be able to rest while they think and not have to think on their feet all the time because that can be so exhausting emotionally. And so um, anyway, so that's really cool. And I, and I'm, I hope that's what it does. And I, and I know that's what you guys do. So, I mean, again, that's, you know, well done to you guys. No, thank you. It's, uh, we, we, we recorded an hour and a half long, like bonus podcast just for our (laughs) Patreon (laughs) listeners, breaking down track by track of the album. Oh, you guys are the best. Oh my God. (laughs) about it people were really stoked about it yeah. so I, that's what you guys did about it. Uh, we are we we are we love it man we really do um I, i'm just gonna go ahead and tell you and this is no bullshit it's in my top five of the year so you're up there with damn by kendrick lamar just in case oh, you're that's not, that makes no, no sense. dead no, serious <laughs> yeah i wasn't i wasn't expect i was expecting to like the album i wasn't expecting it to be up there with damn by kendrick lamar but here we <laughs> are so i don't know I, I might have to be an asshole on that one and just say 
Shut up, dude. <laughs> so they we're just blowing smoke up your ass now, Gary. No. <laughs> uh, where this? I, I think this is super, super important. So, um, where where can people go and and buy this album in a way that supports you the most? Oh man, well, I mean, honestly, and I, and I I hear the question you're asking, and I'm not, and I and I'll answer it. But at the end of the day, I just want people to. I just love for people to listen to it. I've I've I, I've always had very um, strong opinions about music and tech related things, right. obviously. And I'm, I've been hard on Spotify and other things, but you know, like with this record, I mean, it was up on Spotify on day one. And the reason was because to me, I know what I'm giving up and I know, I understand how that works. And, but for me, it was a calculated, it was a, it was intentional because I just knew that it would reach the most people there yeah. and that, that there were people talking about it or hearing about it and they went looking for it. I wanted them to find it no matter where they went. And I, yeah. I just wanted it to be available to everybody. It mattered so much more to me than the money or anything else. And so it, I just want people to find it where they go looking and in a place where they'll actually listen to it. So that said, it doesn't matter. Like if you, if you go to my like Twitter or Instagram or any of that stuff, there's like a link there that goes to um, this like page that has basically links that will fire you in every direction. So it's like, it's like this, you go to this one, it's like this widget with like links to iTunes and Spotify and, and, and Amazon and Google and just everywhere. And I just want people to go where they'll spend time with the record. But that said, you know, my website is the only place you can get, for instance, like the record on CD or on vinyl, double gram, uh, double disc, 180 gram vinyl. And, um, you know, you can get high res like wave and flak files. You can get, you know, if people are interested in getting exclusive and autographed stuff or, you know, like all the cool bundles and all the exclusive physical versions of and, um, like cool handprint screen printed poster that a buddy of mine who did my tattoo of fingers crossed, which I've had for a couple of years now. Um, you know, he, he made a screen print poster for me. That's really, really killer. And like all that stuff, um, you can get at my website, you can get it derekweb.com. So, um, if people want to go there, you know, the, and, and, and that's obviously the place where I would benefit the most, you know, um, awesome. but, uh, but I'm just happy for people to listen. I don't want to coerce anybody into, I want people to go and, and as, as long as people are listening to it, that really is all I'm asking for sure. Well, I'm going to say, listen to it however you want to, and then go buy it. We've all bought it at DerekWeb.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to give away at least uh, one uh, vinyl record for sure on Twitter. So be on the lookout for that. We'll tag you in it too. So. Oh, awesome. Please do. Cool, cool. You're not right. eligible to win it though. Yeah, sorry. You can't. Okay, but no, but okay, you should no, definitely I, listen to it. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. Okay. I will. I swear I will. And after this. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, yeah, man. Thanks, we really man. appreciate it. Oh, man, you guys are the best. And let's talk again. I really, It's always good to talk to you guys. Absolutely. Right. Sounds thanks great so much. Now that we puked in your seat, you can tell us what you think. The five stars get red, but one star is dead. Feedback. 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 I always want to go into like a blues clues. Here's uh, here's the <laughs> feedback. It never fails. <laughs> Makes me want to wag my tail.
Okay. When it comes, I want a whale. Michael, Feedback. <laughs> Michael, stop whatever it is you're doing. Stop it. So we have right two five-star reviews. Hey. We got a good four-star review, but it's four stars, so we can't read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Those are the rules. Yeah. Not really sure why you didn't hit that old five-star button, but whatever. I, you know, I've never really understood four-star reviews. I don't either. Like, just go all the way. We have, like, no three-star reviews. Like, at least, like, we're either really good or we're just terrible. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. That's probably fair. Yeah, that's probably fair. Anyway, uh, five star review. Love this podcast by Dayglow Dragonfly. Dayglow come. This in. is <laughs> Dayglow come, come and you want to go home. <laughs> go ahead. Anybody else thinking of uh, Beetlejuice right now? Well, yeah. If you're not, I mean, um, this is one of the few podcasts I listen to religiously. I love listening to the further up and further in segment each episode, and not just because the title sounds dirty. The discussions are entertaining, <laughs> educational, and enlightening. Dirty. Thanks, C.S. Lewis. I don't think there's anything dirty. It's a C.S. Lewis reference. What's your what went further up and further in means? Yeah, it's about a C.S. Lewis reference. Yeah, it's it's Chronicles of Narnia. No, see what did seventh book? Okay, last battle. Check it out. This it's is by. Um, I'm gonna go with S. Savory Mother. <laughs> see, this guy understands the need of some savory on donuts. Am I right? <laughs> That's right. Or right. S. Savory Mother. I don't know. Awesome podcast. As a recent seminary grad, I absolutely love me some Inglorious oh, so Pastors sorry. podcast. If you're looking for a podcast with realism, vulnerability, honesty, and filthy language, this is for you. <laughs> That's a pretty succinct uh, yeah. description. Inglorious podcast. Realism, vulnerability, honesty, and filthy language. <laughs> yes. uh, fantastic interviews with excellent authors, pastors, and theologians as well. Love you guys and what you do. Hashtag poor bubbles. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Bubbles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank bubbles. you. Appreciate those. Yeah, man. Thank you for being a friend. Appreciate the four star, too. We can't read it because those are the rules. Yeah, because so. you're Michael a dick. made up the rules. Really, no, you Michael? Can't, you can't really? go back and edit it and do, make it a five star if you want. <laughs> or now that you called them a dick, they can mark it down to a two. You idiot. I don't care. All right. If, I know you don't. Uh, okay. Whatever uh, you do, don't delete it. Twitter, Twitter feedback. Corrections and clarifications. Derek Blaylock at Derek A. Blaylock. Uh, Derek. At Pastor's Podcast. Schlaf- Schlafly. Pumpkin ale is great. It's also pronounced Schlafly. Schlafly. Yeah, I saw that. Schlafly. It varies each year a bit. Past two Man, years have been We excellent. were way off. What the pronunciation does? No, yeah. That's right. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. Changes from year to year. Samsonite. Uh, honorable <laughs> mentions. Yeah, was was way, way off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Honorable mention. Swimmy, 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 Only swimmy, reason swimmy, this swimmy. didn't make the top ten. Check is the briefcase. Yeah. Oh, hands. Samsonite. I was way off. Harry, your hands are freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Just go, man. Oh God. Oh, that's really warm. Um, <laughs> we can do the home. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little nippy going through the pad. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Honorable mention, Sandra Turnbull at Goddess Kindled. Goddess Kindled, Goddess Kindled, Goddess Kindled. It's glorious when the Pastors Podcast bust out with the hashtag Chicago feels. Would you say it's inglorious? (laughs) Hashtag angels in my ears. That's nice. Uh Most people think we're shit. Uh, (laughs) And they would be. And those people would be right, yeah. Top 10. Number 10, Haley at Hales Noel. There was so much. Whor- there was so whores. much Peter Cetera talk on Pastor's podcast. I had to double check. I wasn't listening to at Never Not Funny hashtag Butterball Antenna. <laughs> oh, Butterball! But he, he changed, changed it. it. God, I keep seeing stuff from hell. See, like oh. Butterball Antenna retweeted. <laughs> there it is. Oh, he was, I was just dropping. He was dropping such great stuff all week, and it'd be like from Butterball Antenna. <laughs> right now, right now, it's 
befuddled aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> he changes it all the time. Oh, man. Number nine, Megan Jessup <laughs> at Megan underscore Jessup. Hi, Megan. This week's Pastors Podcast has Brandon Hatmaker dropping so much truth. Thank you for honoring the Hatmaker's courage. Uh, hashtag Butterball Antenna. Number eight. Was Mal- that our actual hashtag? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't even remember that. I can't believe it was something that wasn't putch related. Yeah. Actually, we really, um, we really screwed the putch on we that. We did. One. We totally screwed the putch. Uh, eight. Melinda Joy at Joyful Turd. Pastors Podcast. Thanks, guys. Now I'll have to go on a Chicago listening binge today. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I did. I, I will say after last week's episode, I listened to it on the way home. Yeah. And I was just blaring I out know. every word. Yeah, every word. Yep. It is so cheesy yep. and wonderful. Number seven, Tracy with the Y, that girl with the ukulele. That girl with the ukulele? Ukulele Tracy. Damn you, Pastors Podcast. Trying to maintain professional (laughs) facade at work while listening, but you make it so hard. (laughs) Hashtag pun intended. (laughs) Hashtag hashtag butterball apparatus. (laughs) Oh, good. Number six, Brian Johnson at Freedom Dog 24. Freedom Dog. Patches Podcast. Dog. Holy crap. Not finished with the epitode yet, but got goosebumps <laughs> listening to Brandon Hatmaker's story about planting trees. And he actually yeah. had a picture of his arms with goosebumps on them. Yeah. He wasn't lying. Number five, making another appearance, uh, that girl with the ukulele at Ukulele Tracy. Ukulele. Had an epiphany listening to Pastor's Podcast. At MJ Basinger is a male version of me. Shamelessly goofy, laughs at own jokes, 12-year-old boy sense of humor. Preach. That's pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> oh, and just complete lummoxy baby Huey. We should get that on his business card. Uh, number four, Jared Lawrence at Jared Lawrence. Lord, before I die, I'd like the USA to have a respectable president. Or I want to drink a beer with the Pastors Podcast, guys. Hashtag beer wins. January 6th. January 6th, <laughs> Bloomington, Indiana. Be there or be square. I don't know. Where's he from? Ohio. Oh, God. Ohio. Get, your, get your ass in a car mm-hmm. and get here. Got yeah. people coming from way farther mm-hmm. away than that. Yeah. Uh, number three, Reuben Hood. <laughs> Monsieur Ruby. Hood. At Rips. Pastors Podcast, I almost felt bad about the meme of Michael I posted. You guys can find that on our timeline. Nope. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> I almost felt bad about the meme of Michael I posted until I heard you rip on my name. Hashtag Brokeback Pastors. Hashtag Fuck You All. Hashtag JK. <laughs> JK Rowling. Uh, number two, Shannon McDonald at Shannon Mick 0011. Uh, Hi, Shannon. Pastors Podcast, Brandon Andrus. Interested to see the evolution of Bojangles Appalachia's name. Hashtag <laughs> low dangling apparatus. Hashtag <laughs> weird inside jokes. <laughs> low dangling apparatus. It's uh, at Brandon Andrus for that. Low dangling. Oh, We've got right. Brandon Andrus on the fives. Number one. Oh, man, that's loud. Number one, Casey at. Casey underscore four Esther. I think your last name is Forrester. It is, but it's four Esther. Esther. No. I have to read. I have to from be... the Bible, Esther. Nope. Job. E S T E R. It's not from Job. No. <laughs> Psalms, Proverbs. At no. Pastors Podcast. Yes, totally Psalm uplifted Solomon. and inspired by Brandon Hatmaker. Then hashtag Bonero and hashtag hardening on YouTube derailed it. <laughs> You're YouTube, welcome. The hardening. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan of Bow to Row, to be honest. Uh, okay, closing time. Write us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. Make it five or make it... I'll just make one. Um, <laughs> Got lost there in the yeah, middle, didn't you? make it yeah. five or make it not five. You had something new, and it just you stroked out. Make it you? five or make it alive. 
Um, I don't know. No, nope. uh, that's not good. No. Nope. <laughs> Derek Webb, you are not. Uh, <laughs> check out our website, ingloriouspastards.com. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you at patreon.com slash pastorspodcast. Support us on Patreon to join the Pastors Pub. Get bonus podcasts like Turd Talk, Pub Crawl, and Hymns of Reconstruction. Buy us around and even help shape the content of this show. Yep. Hashtags. Let's go. Hashtag. Cryptically, even for me. Mm. Derek Webb. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yep. Hashtag every part of the buffalo. <laughs> yep. Hashtag build a Trojan horse and push it. <laughs> push Hashtag it we have we have ones of questions. <laughs> That's kind of a dark horse here for me. <laughs> Hashtag has real bits of Jedi. <laughs> Hashtag human fishbowl. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag I love when you dip your nuggets and stuff. Oh. <laughs> uh, so gross. Uh, you guys didn't catch this because once again you were talking over me. Yeah, well. Hashtag I'd eat a buffalo if I walked by my house. <laughs> nope, didn't catch that. No, one you at didn't because you were all who, talking who again. Me. Oh, who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never heard of her. I'm glad I'm not the only one. That <laughs> <laughs> Barely knew her. <laughs> Barely knew her. <laughs> hashtag Chewbacca slippers. Yeah, preach. And hashtag dead inside, but still a great ride. Oh, <laughs> nope. Uh, hashtag lock, stock, and two smoking putches. <laughs> hashtag James and the giant putch. <laughs> hashtag a human something. That's, that's Michael. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's a pretty good one, actually. Hashtag $5 and a can of chunky soup. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> Where's the Russian story? Okay. He said it's 50,000 rubles. I said it's like $5 in a can of chunky soup. <laughs> um, hashtag cigarettes and hand jobs. <laughs> That's my winner. I don't even give a shit. That's what I'm hashtagging. Uh, hashtag all work and no play make Mikey a dull boy. Hashtag... hashtag Dayglook, De- oh man, he won. Go <laughs> and then uh, hashtag look at the world and describe it. Hmm. Oh, nice. You got any gif? Uh, hashtag it's not hot mustard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, by God. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, I, I had another hashtag, but there's nothing after it because I started keeping track a little uh, late. <laughs> Um, hash, hashtag you only die once. <laughs> uh, Can we just put Yodo? Yodo. Uh, hashtag I smelled and gagged. What uh, was that? I, it was Matt said it. I smelled and gagged. It was about that those those pickled whatever they were that we. Oh, the um, yeah the salted yeah salted whatever things, they were yeah. Uh, human human <laughs> human fish wall. <laughs> If we do that one, it needs Hooman. to be spelled H O O M A N. Human fishbowl. There might be. How many? How many hashtags have we ended up with because he can't talk? Several. Several. Epitode. Epitode. Still won't die. That wasn't an actual hashtag. I know. That's what I'm saying is that we end up with these hashtags because you have no grasp of the human language. Cigarettes and hand jobs. We can't do that. Yes, we can. We can't. Yes, we fucking can. Planet of the Pooch. Of uh, the Putch. Putch. Planet, Planet of the Pooch. Planet of the Putch. You have to spell it P O O C H. 
<laughs> What's the word? I can't. James, <laughs> James and the giant pooch. It's a different story. It's just about him riding a huge fucking dog around. <laughs> Planet of the Putch. Planet of the Putch. It's, it's Mormon. Not, it's not an exciting story, but. The Mormons will love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> hashtag uh, dip your nuggets. <laughs> oh, um, I missed that one. I have Matt dips his nuggets in things. Yeah, somehow <laughs> skipped over that one. <laughs> hashtag dip your nuggets. Hashtag dirty shit rag. <laughs> Um. Uh, this is my favorite one. Uh, well, hashtag screwed the putch. Uh, and then, last but not least, hashtag Matt barely knew her. <laughs> I mean, it has to be cigarettes. We can't do cigarettes and hand jobs. We're not doing cigarettes and hand jobs. I'm going to veto as well. No, we're not doing that. I am. (laughs) That's how I'm fine. I'm going to retweet this with the hashtag. Somebody else's cigarettes and hand jobs. (laughs) At Derek Webb. (laughs) At Brad Polly. At Polly D. Brad. Um, (laughs) What did you like? What was the one you liked? I like $5 in a can of chunky soup. (laughs) That's a pretty good one. I like screwed the putch. That's my fave. Or, what was the one Matt that barely knew her? What about Hooman? What was the Hooman? Uh, Hooman Fishbowl. Hooman Fishbowl. Let's do Hooman Fishbowl. Planet of the Pooch. Let's do Hooman Fishbowl. H-O-O-M-A-N. That's it. We got it. Hooman. Hooman Fishbowl. All right. I really feel like we're screwing the putch again. Okay. So if you listen to this episode in its entirety... Hit us up on social media with the hashtag, hashtag, Hooman Fishball. Well, I was said Hooman Punch. Hooman <laughs> Punch. Hooman Fishball. Hashtag Hooman Fishball. H-O-O-M-A-N. Um, you, can, you can hit us up on, on Twitter, oh. at Passwords Podcast. At Polly Named Matt. At Polly Named Brad. I'm still on it. That's a week. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the canvas talk or talk? At the canvas. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't even bother. He's it's basically on. a whole feed of retweets. Let's be honest. <laughs> the, retweets the of like talk. three people. It's just talk. Not yes, talk. just one talk. Is um, there a way to change that? I see all these yes. people changing this. I can't figure it out. Yeah, you can edit, edit, edit profile. Let's go to your edit profile. Or just leave it. Just leave <laughs> it if like he it changes is. it between now and Wednesday, we'll we'll, send, we'll put the link in in the show notes. Um, <laughs> Uh, what was I doing? Oh, yeah. I'm at MJ Basinger. Follow me. I'm no, a, I'm don't. A, it's a waste of time. Eat a dick. <laughs> uh, where I can't find where I'm, the fuck I'm at in the We're show. We're closing. Shows. We're done, Michael. Um, Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. You can find out more details about the live show coming up. Uh, don't forget to call us at 484-PASTORD. That's 484-727-8373. Leave your name. Ask a question. Uh, it's a Google voicemail, so don't be... Put off by the Google voicemail message. Um, Instagram, Inglorious Pastards. I don't know what's going on. There's something outside there's making a, a noise. There's a plane landing. No, I think it's a combine. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. it's been real. Check out our friends Twisted Sisters on their Apple podcast feed. Yeah. 484 Pastard. Call right now while you're thinking about it. Yep. Ask a question about something that actually is worth answering would be great. Yeah, the question I have is is very. Uh, it's an intro question. It's a good intro question, but no. Good. So we'll start the podcast and never finish it because we don't have anything else. Yes. Yeah. 
neat, awesome. And, and it's a simple yes or no answer, too. So That's great. That. Thanks for inviting me, guys. Thanks for coming yeah, up, man. Thanks, I appreciate Gif. it. Gift, do you have anything to plug? No, actually. <laughs> no, go, really? go to Red Door Church if you're in Bloomington. Sure. Yeah. We'd love to have you. Yeah. RedDoorChurch.org. No, there's no admission fee of any yep. kind. And they play Derek Webb over the loudspeakers. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go pretty early for that. <laughs>